With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Living the dream once again here on what is the final Sunday of the regular season in the NFL. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, we're going to get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. All right, we have six games kicking off right now to start off the Sunday. Browns at the Bengals, Vikings at the Lions, Jaguars at the Titans, Falcons at the Saints, Buccaneers at the Panthers, and what were when I missed one? Oh, well, anyway, Jets at the Patriots. All right, so we got six games going on right now, Rich, and again, there are so many different scenarios to play out to figure out who the final two teams in each conference will make it into the postseason. Right now in the AFC and NFC, five teams are in the playoffs. In the AFC, you have the Ravens, Dolphins, Chiefs, Texans, and Browns. And in the NFC, you have the 49ers, Cowboys, Lions, Eagles, and Rams. Now, there's division titles on the line. There are wild card spots around. So, And by the way, can we, if you look at all these playoff scenarios, they include ties. Do you know how many ties there have been this year in the NFL? As far as I know, none. Zero. Okay, there are. And there will not be a tie today. (laughs) So stop giving me playoff scenarios to say, or if this team ties, there will be no ties today. The NFL, as we've seen, uh, just go ahead and see the film on Detroit-Dallas. They will do anything they can to prevent outcomes they don't want. I don't think they want a single tie today. I don't think that's an outcome that they're really searching for. So uh, I, I don't expect it. And also, like you said, there it's a rarity anyways that games go to overtime. It's not going to happen, not this weekend. But there are a lot of games with enormous implications, none more important than Jacksonville, Tennessee. We saw the Titans, or excuse me, we saw the Texans beat the Colts last night. Uh, The Colts had an opportunity on that fourth and one, the incomplete pass to the running back. And so they lose the game to the Texans. C.J. Stroud in his rookie year, D'Amico Ryans in his rookie year as a head coach, they find a way to 
earn a playoff berth, and now they wait to see if they're going to be division winners because if the Titans knock off the Jaguars, all of a sudden it's the Texans in the four seed in the AFC. Trevor Lawrence is a quarterback for the Jags despite that ailing shoulder. He knows what's on the line today. Again, a Jags victory. They are in as division champions. We're watching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road against the Carolina Panthers. Baker Mayfield and company, they need a win today to clinch a division title. By the way, I was mentioning this yesterday. I mean, when we talk about the Buccaneers and the surprising season they've had to many to be in a position one game away from clinching a division title, all the talk has been on Baker Mayfield. How come no one's talking about Todd Bowles? Dude, I, I mean, it's... No mention of him. It's really amazing what Todd Bowles has been able to do. Because if you look at that offense, and maybe it is a stay-away situation. He says, look, I'm going to handle the defense, and the offense is going to be co- coordinated independently and let Baker cook, whatever. Uh, that defense has been pretty sound, and that offense, and Baker Mayfield specifically, has had an incredible season. Yeah, now, don't get me wrong. When you look at the record, they're 8-8 eight and eight this season. They're fighting for their ninth win today. It, it hasn't been perfect, but way, way better in the aftermath of the Tom Brady era in Tampa Bay than anybody could have ever expected for a quarterback who they were considering to just be a bridge guy while they were getting Kyle Trask up to speed. Well, Kyle Trask has been on the bench all season long. Mike Evans has had a career year as he's aging, and Baker Mayfield has rejuvenated this offense. So yesterday, the Houston Texans did it. They went on the road against the Colts, a winner-take-all game in terms of making it to the postseason, and they are in. They're in. I mean, with all the great coaching jobs that have been done, we talk about Stefanski. I think that Sean Payton, yep. uh, obviously uh, Sean McVay, has, has done a great job this year. A lot of coaches have done a great job. But uh, D'Amico Ryans, uh, it's unbelievable. I mean, wh- when you think – and I'll ask this question to you. Yeah, go ahead. So remember the Bryce Young trade, what Carolina gave up to move up to number one to get Bryce Young. Yeah. Bryce Young. Yeah. They moved up to get Bryce Young. Go ahead. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> moved up to trade. And now their pick ends up, you know, they have the number one pick in the hands of the Chicago Bears. But when you think about what D'Amico Ryans took that job, a job where they had one and done coaches three consecutive years. Yep. And he was a hot commodity, defense coordinator with the 49ers. A lot of people considered him a prime candidate. And you're like, why would he take this job? Now, I know he had roots with the Texans organization. He had a a certain presence in the community. But talk about handed a bad hand to start. We even had the speculation, could he look back on this decision and regret it based on the track record of the ownership just firing coaches after a single year? That team went 10-7. and The Carolina Panthers, who, by the way, their two wins are by a combined four points. Yeah. They, could, they could literally be winless this year. Are about to go probably 2-15 and 15 with Bryce Young. And C.J. Stroud goes 10-7 and seven without having to give up all those number one picks. I mean, it really is one of those turning points for two franchises, the Panthers and the Texans, to where they are today. C.J. Stroud... By the way, let me ask you this. Yeah. So you have an offensive rookie of the year and a defensive rookie of the year. How do you choose between C.J. Stroud and Puka Nakua? 
She is. I mean, I don't know. because Nakua is setting all these receiving records for rookies. He made the Pro Bowl, by the way. If you think about it from this, Pro Bowl, by the way, means nothing to me. It never has. I, I mean, He what, set records. What, it, I, but the Pro Bowl specifically, the record is meaningful to me. Yes. And obviously his gameplay is meaningful to me. Puka Nakua, I'm not underrating what he's done because he's made a Pro Bowl. He deserves it. And in fact, so does C.J. Stroud. Yeah. The fact that he isn't a Pro Bowler is nauseating to me because without C.J. Stroud, there is absolutely no way the Texans made the postseason. Ironically, in the AFC, where you had Tua Tungabailoa and Lamar Jackson make the Pro Bowl, C.J. Stroud has had a better year than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, no kidding. That's the reason why the Pro Bowl is stupid. It's always been stupid. It is a nostalgic thing that people still get, I guess, excited about, and there's still contract incentives associated with it because of the high-profile nature of the Pro Bowl event. Remember, even though the Pro Bowl has really diminished in value in terms of viewership, it still beats every single regular season NBA basketball game. Well, they don't even have a game anymore. Oh, no, it's two-hand touch and a skills competition. skills competition. And by the way, they're adding tug-of-war this year. (laughs) No. Which, by the way, Um, We're going to have a hop scotch competition and 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 cornhole coming up next year i don't know but 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 you get my point like the pro bowl still outrates and uh, from a viewership standpoint the the nba regular season games that it's competing with and so it, it that's the reason why there's still gravitas around making the pro bowl and all those those things that that we know that the contract incentives etc but i i digress on that point to to say this when we're looking at players and we're comparing them don't ever use the Pro Bowl or how many Pro Bowls they've won as a measuring bar. It does you no good because this is a perfect example of a year where C.J. Stroud, if we're talking about the top three quarterbacks, C.J. Stroud should have been in the conversation and Patrick Mahomes should not have been. Right. I mean, he had a better year. The, the amazing stat with everything that C.J. Stroud this year, he went into yesterday's game with five interceptions. Yeah. And he set a record for most attempts to start an NFL career without throwing an interception. And this doesn't happen with rookie quarterbacks. What did Peyton Manning have, like, 26 interceptions his rookie year? Yeah. I mean, because the game is moving at a different space. Oh, it's tough, I mean, man. you think about C.J. Stroud at Ohio State, right? Everybody's open. His wide receivers are better than any team they're playing against. You got wide open spaces. Even the guys, when they're covered, they're open. Right. But <laughs> in the NFL, those guys aren't open. No. And you have to understand – you know, when did not force the ball, the maturity level. And I get back to his relationship with D'Amico Ryans, where they were on the same page, and he's got that locker room. He yeah. came in as a rookie and with the support of his coach, and this is my locker room. Yeah. And that's the most important thing for a coach and a quarterback. If you don't command that locker room, you're lost. Well, and I'm so but glad. this kid had the maturity, maturity to take control, back it up, Immediately. I'm so glad you mentioned maturity because he's the type of quarterback who sees the whole game. Yep. And it's so, so damn important because it's tough to be a rookie. I remember my rookie year in the NFL. I was unprepared to play football at that level. They could trust me on special teams like extra point and and field goal block, and that was about it. I could go in there you know, to spell somebody for a little bit. I could go in there as maybe a, an extra tight end on a goal line package, but that was about as far as my capabilities were going to take me because I wasn't ready as an offensive lineman to compete at that level Uh, you know to compete at that level I, I mean just to compete at quarterback is so insanely difficult then to even be like tolerably good at that level is insanely difficult then 
then to be considered one of the better quarterbacks in the league, your first rattle out of the box, it's unbelievable. And maturity and seeing the whole game and understand when you can take a sack, like, you know, you're on your own 45-yard line, it's you're facing a fourth and five, and yeah, you don't want to force a throw and have an interception because the defense gets it, the other team gets it at midfield. So you take the five-yard sack and you walk off the field, the punt team comes on. You weren't in a situation where that's a bad sack to take or knowing when to force the football, when to say, okay, it's an end-of-a-game situation, can't take the sack here, knock us out of field goal range, we're trailing by two, important to make it, like he, uh, he has his eye on the clock. And by the way, part of it is C.J. Stroud's natural abilities. Part of it is D'Amico Ryan's surrounding him with an offensive staff who got the absolutely best out of him, optimizing his performance. When you look at these numbers for C.J. Stroud, he finished the year with 4,108 yards passing. Yep. 23 touchdowns, five picks. Oh my God. As a rookie. In and the, by the way, the NFL. who are these players on the team? Who are these receivers? I, I, Nico I, Collins, Noah Brown. I mean, go through the list. He's he's made stars of these guys. He has taken complete no names and put them Tank Dell. Tank Dell, who, by the way, was promising. There were people excited about the draft selection. But, but I mean, uh, uh, an overwhelming anonymous cast of characters. And, oh, by the way, he was fighting such an uphill climb at the start of the season because his offensive line was such a revolving door. How many times did we say that about the Rams last year? Well, geez, Matthew Stafford's really going to struggle. We made all sorts of excuses for Matthew Stafford because he was playing behind the worst offensive line that he had played behind in years. And we're like, oh, geez, Matthew Stafford, aging quarterback. Tough, tough year for him because he doesn't have the whole line. C.J. Stroud didn't have an O-line, and he played like an all-pro quarterback. And they started the year 0-2. Yeah. They started 0-2, go 10-5 and the rest of the way, so the that's it. The Texans are in the playoffs. Clinched their birth last night. Alright, so last uh, so far today, six games going. The only score we got is a field goal by the Jaguars. They need a win today to clinch their division title. By the way, if they lose today, then the Houston Texans have won a division title. And a special thanks to our update anchor, Monty Bolaños, who again is fueling mm. this entire broadcast, breakfast burritos once again. I feel like I now am indebted to her. Like, I'm going to have to start feeding her or, like, bringing in food like a cornucopia every weekend. Well, last week I gave you pizza. Well, so, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm like the I'm, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the chuck wagon. Like, right. I'm over here. I'm just absorbing. I'm, I'm devouring all this delicious food. We're all good. Yeah. Contributing nothing. <laughs> all right. We're just getting started here, folks. Six games going on right now. So many different playoff scenarios. By day's end, we'll know which 14 teams have advanced into the postseason. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. 
and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Steve Harbin and Rich Hornberger, this is Fox Red Zone Radio. Do you want to play that highlight right there? He's got. He, I wasn't sure if he had his Lions highlight. Go for it, Chris. Goff turns, fakes the gives. That's in the pocket, left side, wide open. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Sam Laporta, number ten on the season for the rookie tight end. That would be the Pro Bowl rookie tight end for the Lions. Ninety-seven won the ticket. Lions Radio Network. Now a Lions win today, coupled with a Cowboys loss and an Eagles loss. And the Lions move into the two seed, which is probably desirable for them to avoid Matthew Stafford and the Rams to come into Detroit. I just don't think they want to see Matthew Stafford in this high-powered Rams attack. Kyron Williams, unbelievable season this year. Cooper Cup returning. Puka Nakua. And by the way, speaking of Pro Bowl, Matthew Stafford's first time ever named to the Pro Bowl. As, Ever. As, yeah, yeah. He was an alternate one time, but as an but actually named to the Pro Bowl first time in his career. It's pretty impressive what it does for your resume when you play for a good team. I mean, it really doesn't matter anything that Matthew Stafford did when he was with Detroit. It really doesn't because I don't get me wrong. It matters. He's made a fortune. He's earned generational wealth. He's one of the best players on the planet and has been for over a decade. But what I mean by that is in terms of your legacy and your meaningfulness to this game, it's, it's really, you either have to be so undeniably exceptional, like a Barry Sanders that everybody has to respect your Calvin game. Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson. First ballot um, Hall of Famer. You you have to you have to be so beyond that to get the admiration. Otherwise, you're you're an afterthought, especially if you're a quarterback because we know how how wins and losses are tied to quarterbacks, which I I always thought is a ridiculous thing. I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's a stat that belongs attached to a quarterback at all because there's another 10 players on the field five of which have to protect you. If they're lousy at doing that, it hurts your opportunity to be Not good. Not to mention your defense. Your pass catchers. Your defense, yes, yeah, setting you up for great opportunities to win. How many times have we seen defenses fail great quarterbacks? So I digress to 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 say Sam Laporta and the year he's had and this, this Lions offense, what they've done in the absence of Matthew Stafford, that's incredible. What the Rams have done with the addition – of Matthew Stafford is incredible. 
but one of the opponents they do not want to see coming back home to play against the Lions is the Rams because Stafford's going to be very comfortable at home. All right, the Falcons have taken a 7-0 lead on the road against the Saints. The Falcons come in at 7-9. and This is very simple. If they beat the Saints and the Buccaneers lose, the Falcons win the NFC South at 8-9. So the Falcons are very, very much alive right now in the playoffs, but they've taken a 7-0 lead. Meanwhile, the Jaguars, in need of a win today to clinch the AFC South, are trailing the Titans 7-3. There's a lot of talk about Mike Vrabel's future with the Titans. He would seem to be secure unless he doesn't want to be there anymore. Yeah, I I don't really understand this narrative unless unless he's been the one or his camp has been pumping out this this information that he's actively interested in another role. I think he's going to return to Tennessee. I think the Titans are going to be glad to have him. He's been such like think about Tomlin and what he's meant to Pittsburgh over the years. The locker room loves him, the fan base loves him. I think Vrabel, even though this has been a down year for him and it hasn't been a great stretch for the Titans, and they desperately need a special quarterback, and it's not for lack of trying. They've spent some draft capital back-to-back years now. They brought in uh, the kid out of Liberty. That was kind of a flop. Willis, Malik Willis. They brought in Will Levis last year. That's been kind of an up-and-down, floppy-like, you know, the expectations I think were pretty high, and he did some special things, but... It, it, they need they need a show stopping quarterback like like all these teams do. If you have that, then you can really start you know uh, earning playoff berths uh, you know year after year after year, and and you can have consistency on your team. But they need to find one. All right, the Saints with a win, obviously, and a loss by the Buccaneers. They would be division champions. They've just tied the game against Atlanta. Derek Carr, perfect five for five, fifty seven yards, and a touchdown pass to A. T. Perry. Start things off so a. Shootout down in New Orleans so far uh, between the, these two teams. All right, so let's let's take a look again. At, so, so the Saints do need to win, but they also need Tampa Bay to lose. Correct. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It, the, so it's very, very simple. If Tampa wins, they're in. They're in. Well, and their but division if, wins. But if Tampa loses, then the winner of the Saints-Falcons game takes the division title. Correct. So that cannot be easier. I mean, it cannot be easier. Now, also, you would think, well, it also can't be easier for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Baker Mayfield actually playing in this one for them to beat the Carolina Panthers, but it's scoreless through the first quarter. Like, Carolina is playing a tough game right now so far. Just got a big stop uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks against the Carolina Panthers there. I believe that was on third down. White came up and made a great tackle against the run. And so it'll be Tampa Bay ball either after the punt or the turnover on downs if it was fourth down. But yeah, it's going to be a punting situation here. So Tampa Bay ball at the end of the first quarter, and it should remain their ball unless they score through the first. All right, we got two bottom feeders in the AFC East, the Jets and the Patriots battling a snowstorm. So to see Belichick in what could be, could be his final game as the Patriots coach. Look at that blizzard in the yeah. lower right there. Yep, he's got his little beanie on and everything else. Is that is that a sign that the <laughs> yeah. end is coming for Belichick as far as being the Patriots coach? I mean, there's three scenarios for him: either he stays, he retires. Or he goes to another franchise where I'm sure he would want total control as he's had all these years in New England. Which is the most 
likely scenario. I've been saying this from the jump. The likeliest scenario is that he stays in New England. Wow. Now, what you're hearing, there were reports that the uh, there is major discord now that's being reported in the in and amongst the coaching staff in New England. Apparently, some people have gotten some source reports suggesting that there's a lot of you know infighting and I think a lot of exit searching for some of these coaches because they sort of feel like if the ship's going to go down, I'm not going to be left on the lower decks. I'm going to get off while the getting getting off is good. Um, so maybe some of those conversations are already happening between assistant coach and ownership. You know, you know, you start worrying about the volatility or the nature of this situation and maybe start asking questions or start talking to your agent. And then your agent starts talking to media types about what's actually going in, going on inside the walls there. But um, yeah, I, I think bill stays and, and that's only if Robert Kraft who essentially has final say, right? Even he though he's the only say he's, he's ran. I mean, Belichick has ran this franchise pretty much by himself the entire way, but Bob Kraft pays his paycheck. So if he's tired of it, he gets to say, hey, Bill, guess what? Here are your walking papers. Go coach wherever you want. Well, I honestly, I think that if you're looking at this, we're not going to get Belichick fired tomorrow. No. Because a lot has to be worked out. He just signed a contract extension. Yeah. So if he's leaving, there's going to be a lot of finances that got to be figured out before he walks out the door. Because I guarantee you, he ain't walking out the door until he gets every penny of what he deems that he earned. Well, I just. Especially with that contract extension. Because we never get the specifics of these coaches' contracts in the NFL. We always guess how much somebody makes. The estimation is that Belichick signed a contract that's netting him $20 million Correct. a year. Correct. Okay, so that's the educated guess on his contract amount. If, say, he signed a contract for the next three seasons, I don't know how long this extension was for, but maybe it's two seasons, right? You owe this man $40 million, potentially sixty. Do you think Bill Belichick is going to leave a dollar of that on the no, table? Oh, of course, nor should he. And by the way, I, I can tell you why he won't. My guess is it has a lot to do with the fact that whenever he's been pushed on about how bad this season has gone, about, you know, Mac Jones and, you know, his his regression and some of the issues that have happened in New England, he'll reference, well, what happened over the past 20 years. You know, so if, if Kraft comes to Bill and says, hey, I want you to resign, or hey, I want to fire you, but I want to do it for less money, he's going to say, well, hey, Bob, what about the last 20 years? I th I don't think they're going to get out from under this contract, and that's why I think he remains in New England. All right, let's find out what is trending right now. And she once again came up big with all the guys around here by delivering the wow. breakfast burritos. It was more for me, really. I needed it, and then you guys just, you know. We're the so, benefactor yeah, of exactly. your cravings. Yeah, Chris Perfett was like, what have I done to get this a second week in a row? And I was like, you did nothing. I needed it. All right, so, so Saturday nights, if suddenly, as you're kicking off the new year, are exactly where they ended up last year. Yes, yes, exactly. So where you need to make a Taco Bell Exa run early in the morning. Exactly. <laughs> yes. We got to soak up the hangover with a, a little, little bit. 
with a little TB yes. breakfast burrito. Yes, yes. Yeah. I had some sugary cocktails and I kind of felt it this morning. I was like, oh, that's what that is, isn't it? Well, isn't the good it? news is we don't have 10 games like last no, week. No, Six this is, is a very cake. manageable. This yes. is cake. Absolutely. We're going to start with the Falcons because they just took the lead. Bijan Robinson, Desmond Ritter connecting for a 71-yard touchdown pass. So Atlanta has taken the lead over the Saints. It's 14-7. to Four minutes to go in the first quarter. The Buccaneers, you guys mentioned, they can clinch their third straight NFC South title with the win against the Panthers. They are scoreless with a little over a minute to go in the first quarter. The Jets on the scoreboard first against the Patriots. They're up 3-0. Two minutes to go in the first. The Titans are beating the Jaguars 7-3. Jags can win the AFC South title with a win, but right now Titans on top 7-3 late in the first. Sam Laporta, of course, gets a touchdown pass from Jared Goff, so the Lions are on top against the Vikings 7-0 late in the first. And the Bengals are beating the Browns 7-0 late in the first as well. J.J. Watt did tweet an update of his brother, T.J. Watt. He said it's a best-case scenario. It is a grade 2 MCL sprain that he suffered, that everything else looks pristine. So just a couple of weeks of rest and recovery for T.J. Watt, his brother tweeted. Back to you guys. All right, and Pittsburgh's still waiting to find out if they're going to make it in the postseason. We will uh, play out all their different scenarios. It's complicated, so you play it out. It's complicated. We're going to do one at a time. (laughs) And again, I will never use the word tie. Yes, because there are are no ties. No, there aren't. So it's either this team wins, loses. Yes, that's how it should be. But what what if... One like what if there are ties? No, there are not going to be any ties. <laughs> but what? There what are no ties in the on. NFL. There was zero this year. There will be zero today. So any scenario that has a tie, but included, did you? But did you know that it out. a New Orleans win plus a Tampa Bay tie no, against no, the no, Carolina no, no, Panthers? No, 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 don't. That gets New Stop Orleans. It. I'm going to cut you off right now. If into, I hear it one more time. they win the NFC South. Yeah. All right, Monsi, we'll check in with you a little bit <laughs> yes. later on. Once again, this is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Steve Hartman and Rich Arnberger. We're live from the TireRack.com studios. And by the way, shortly after the show, our podcast will be going up. If you miss any of today's show, be sure to check out the podcast. Just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcast, And be sure to also follow, rate, and review the podcast. Again, just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcast. You'll see the show posted right after we get off the air. How about this start for Desmond Ritter? And the Falcons, they just scored again. He's 5 for 5 for 157 yards and two touchdown passes. Just threw a 71-yard bomb to B. John Robinson. So 5 for 5, 157 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. That's a perfect pass rating, obviously. And again, the winner of this Falcons-Saints game wins the division if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lose. That's right. That's very simple. Or... Uh, no. Tie the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> I don't want to hear any more ties. <laughs> now, in the NFC, I'm looking at the standings, and I see Green Bay yes. has the tie break over Seattle. Right. So this gets this gets a little – okay, so the Packers can clinch a playoff berth if Green Bay wins. If Green Bay wins, they're in. Done. That's all you need to say. A Green Bay tie plus a Seattle loss None or tie plus a New Orleans loss or tie or Green Bay ties plus a Seattle loss plus Tampa Bay loss or Green Bay tie plus Seattle tie Stop plus Tampa ties. Bay loss or tie or there Minnesota no loss. A tie Seattle loss plus Tampa Bay loss or Minnesota loss. 
or tie plus Seattle loss plus New Orleans right, loss. Without using the word tie, Go explain ahead. to me how the seven and nine Vikings <laughs> make the playoffs. Okay. Without using the word tie. Minnesota win. Yes. Plus a Green Bay loss. Plus a Seattle loss. Plus a Tampa Bay loss. Okay, so so they need a lot of help. They need help. Yeah. Not, we've seen far-fetched scenarios like that. That's all I need. Just eliminate ties. Who needs to win? Or Who needs to lose? I just found another scenario. Or Minnesota wins. They beat Detroit. Green Bay loses to the Bears. Seattle loses to the – who is Seattle playing? <laughs> I guess they're playing – they have to play the Cardinals. Yes. And then New Orleans loses to the Falcons. Okay. Okay, so those are the – the geez, I guess eight scenarios that need to come to fruition – Four apiece in order for the Vikings to get a playoff berth. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Between Atlanta, Tampa, and New Orleans, okay, one of those teams is going to win the NFC South. We just yeah. played that scenario. Are any of those teams in the running for a wild card um, uh, at eight and nine? Atlanta, Tampa. We we obviously could get an eight and nine wild card in the NFC. Oh yeah. Um. So one of the you know two, two of those teams could be at eight and I'm just figuring I, out. Like, I don't think so. I like think, if the Saints win today. I think because the scenario, but the Saints are yeah, ahead ahead of ahead, the Vikings, right? The Saints. So let's yes. say, but the Tampa wins and they clinch. Right. The there is, Saints win to get to nine and eight. Right. Do they have a chance at a wild card? No. No, 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 because you have the Packers who will be... Well, the Packers have to win. Yeah, they have. Well, yeah, I guess they they, they do have to because the Packers would go to eight nine if they lose at home to the Bears. It's the so the the wild cards as they currently stand are the Eagles, Rams, and Packers. Correct. But if the Packers lose, they go down to eight and nine. Correct. Seattle lose, they be eight and nine. If the Saints win, they be nine and eight. They're a wild card team. Yeah, they would. So they would need to have, even if Tampa Bay wins to win the division, if the Packers and Seahawks lose and Saints win, Saints are in as a wild card. They are in as a wild card. There so you, you could have a nine-win team as a wild card, right. correct. Yeah. But you could also have an eight-win team you as a wild card. You also could potentially have an eight-win team. By the team. way, we've never had a wild card team with a losing record. We've had division winners with losing records, but we've never had a wild card with a losing record. Which, I mean... Welcome to the NFL in 2023. And by the way, this is only going to become a little bit more nauseating and stomach churning when they expand this this league's games to 18. You're going to see more opportunities for teams with losing records to get in, not less. So it's it's just the nature of the beast. Whenever you increase the regular season, you do dilute the product in certain ways. And so we're we're going to see more of this, not less of this. All right, the Steelers are in if either the Bills or Jags lose. Is that correct? The Steelers are in, in okay, at 10 me, and 7. I got all my notes. Hang on. Hang if on. The I'm going Bills back to the lose Steelers. or oh, yeah, the yeah, Jags yeah. lose. You're moving pretty fast. Okay, here we go. All right, so they beat Baltimore, so Buffalo lost gets them in automatically that's a playoff berth or Jacksonville loss or tie. Right. Now, here's the scenario for the Bills. So we know they're going to Miami tonight. Yes. And the winner of that game wins the AFC East. Correct. But the Bills could actually miss the playoffs entirely. If they lose and Jacksonville wins, the Bills are out. Correct. Yeah. So if they lose 
and Jacksonville wins, they're out. They're out. Now, they clinch a playoff berth if Jacksonville just loses today. Correct. Or obviously, if they... If they uh, see if, the AFC is easier if they tie. Yeah, it, it's very simple scenario. Again, the only matters here: the Bills, the Bills Miami game determines who wins the East. Yes. If the Bills lose and the Jags win, the Bills are out. Yes. Yeah. 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 If the Jags win, they win the division. The Texans then would be a wild card team. Let me ask you this question because this is going to be the Sunday nighter. In my opinion, outside of this, um, this uh, uh, Tennessee or excuse me, this Houston Texans-Colts game we saw last night, or this, um, gosh, what is the game of super consequence today that I've had my eye on all morning and I can't remember it now? But I'll get back to that. This Bills-Dolphins game, like that to me, oh, obviously what we're looking at with Tampa Bay and with the Saints playing the Falcons, like the NFC South can be won this morning. So those are the really super consequential games, those four games. The the Saints-Falcons, Carolina-Tampa Bay, what we saw last night with the Texans and Colts, uh, obviously the outcome of Jacksonville-Tennessee, oh, I mentioned that. And then tonight with the Dolphins and Bills, that game to me – I, I like the Dolphins' offense. I think Mike McDaniel has created the perfect mousetrap. And all this playoff clinching scenario has now made me cross-eyed. My brain hurts. But he's created this perfect offensive mousetrap. I think it's an incredible offense. But I do not trust that team in big games. I just don't. They beat Dallas. It's like, what, you want to sound the alarms like the Miami Dolphins have figured it out? Dallas can't beat anybody on the road this season. So I didn't trust Dallas to win that game. We had a bet on pizza last weekend that you know, so it's it's one of those games where I know everybody's super psyched to see a competitive football game and it may end up being that way, but I could I could see the Bills blowing the doors off of Miami for the second time this season and this being quite an anticlimactic end to the regular season here. All right, two teams that had nothing to play for this week are the teams that are at the top of each conference, the 49ers and the Ravens. A decision made by both franchises that could hurt their chances in the postseason. We'll tell you about it. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Snap to Ritter. Dez looks. Going to throw. Caught by John Robinson. Midfield. 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 10, 5. Strike up the band. Oh, he did it. He took it to the house. No flags on the play. And Bajon Robinson just went 71 yards. 92-9 the game. The Falcons radio network. Falcons taking the 14-7 lead, but the Saints have answered back. They have a first and goal right now at the Atlanta four-yard line looking to tie up this game. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Steve Hartman and Rich Armberger. we are live from the TireRack.com studios. It just doesn't get much better than this. I mean, we've got, you know, these games that matter today. By the way, Bengals up 14-0 on the Browns. It's sort of a mailing game for the Browns, I believe, today. And they're acting like it. Uh, the Lions up 13-0 over the Vikings. Again, a Lions win Couple with the Cowboys and Eagles losing, and the Lions would be the two seed in the NFC. Now, Rich, the one seeds were decided last week. It'll be the Ravens and the 49ers, and both teams deciding to rest their quarterbacks in week 18. Now, the Ravens game yesterday, the weather was bad. So, you know, the last thing you needed was Lamar Jackson get hurt in the rain. And as far as Brock Purdy is concerned, he's also going to sit out the 49er game today. But I go back to 2019 and the Ravens. Talk to me. 
when Lamar Jackson won his last MVP award. And you remember that team not only had the best record in the NFL, they were just blowing people away. Oh, they I were mean, they were juggernauts. They not were just unlike the run they've had this year. Annihilating. Yeah. Even more so that year. Yep. And they decided to rest Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. What happened? And then they had the bye week. Go ahead. And then they went down. I believe it was the Titans took him out. I believe you're round. correct. Yeah, it was took Titans. Him out. And by the way, it was it wasn't it wasn't even close to a competitive game for no, the Ravens. The Titans dominated the, this the game. Never ti- Derrick Henry ran all over them. <laughs> the Ravens scored three points in the game. So you've been down this path before, John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson, and you're deciding we're going to do the exact same thing. Got to stick to it. Got to, it. It didn't work that time, but it's going to work this time. I'll be damned if we don't have success. Uh, this time. This time. And the same thing with Brock Purdy and the 49ers. So you're the only team in each conference to get the luxury of a bye week. Sure. But now you're giving yourself two bye weeks. Two bye weeks, meaning three weeks between games where you actually are playing a full squad. And you're going to be playing a team that is coming off a win. And momentum. Momentum and, coming off a win and fami- in the wild card Familiarity round. with the grind of the game week. Like, look, humans are very simple creatures, right? If you give a human a task for long enough, like, I- I'll give you an example and then I'll bring it back to what we're talking about. Like, there are videos circulating around the internet now where there's like little kids who in their sleep, they're, they're scrolling on their iPad. Like, like, because the brain is so malleable, especially when you're younger, but in general, that whatever environment you give it, it'll adapt to it. So if the environment you're giving the player, the brain of the player, is every week we got to prepare for battle. Every week we got to prepare for battle. We're going out there and we're getting guns ablazing. It's all out for three hours. Let's rock. And then all of a sudden you give the brain a break. You give the brain a two-week break after it's gone balls to the wall for- and you're playing a team emotionally pumped up because they just want a playoff game that, see that's my thing i i hate the idea of not letting you now don't get me wrong you can you can look awfully foolish if lamar jackson rolls an ankle don't get me wrong brock purdy's playing with a surgically repaired elbow what if something happens to the shoulder or the elbow okay like you know so all of a sudden tom brady and all his years of the patriots go on how many times had they clinched the division going into the final week? You know how many times Tom Brady sat out the final game? Zero. Zero. He made a play half a game, but he was on the field every single time. I'm more supportive of that. Now, I understand the psychology around head coaches who are nervous about starting their players, but at least for a half at least for a quarter and in a uniform. quarter plus. In uniform. Get a sweat. Break a sweat. Feel the competition and the energy of a game day because, like I said, the brain is malleable. The brain can change quickly. Habits don't take very long to form. They say it all the time. You want to form a good new habit like eating right, starting a new diet, kicking cigarettes, whatever it may be. Well, the first two weeks are going to be a struggle, and then you get used to it. Well, how about the habit of not playing football on Sundays? Lamar Jackson is going to miss two weeks and then he's going to go out there and try to get it going in the first round, the divisional round of the postseason. So the Browns decided to take the week off, right? They have Jeff Driscoll at quarterback. He's two of five for five yards and a pick. They're down 21 to nothing already to the Bengals, mailing in this game. Jake Browning has done a great job in relief of the injured Joe Burrow, 9 of 11, 91 yards and a couple scores. But the Browns, they feel like, yeah, we could take the week off. 
Now, they are playing next week, but still, Joe Flacco, it's not like he's overworked. How many games did he play? Four? Uh, yeah, like a month, maybe I five. Mean, the guy's <laughs> sort of in a rhythm right now. No, no I, I, get, I get it. But Joe... I mean, during that primetime... I think he's on the couch right now blowout, where he started the season. You remember he was napping on primetime? <laughs> like, I just, like, they were like, listen, Uncle Joe, we need you to take a nap. I am... Be, be, circle this day. See how some of these teams that took the day off fair in the playoffs. Much more coming up. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. All right, rolling along. Week 18, final day of the regular season in the National Football League. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. We're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, we're going to help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Well, one team that needs to win today is losing that would be the Jacksonville Jaguars. They are trailing the Titans 14 to 10 right now. Six and a half minutes to go uh, in the first half of this game. Trevor Lawrence did start and is playing well. He's 9 of 12 passing, 132 yards. He has a touchdown pass in this game. I'm not surprised, though, that Tennessee showed up because that is a reflection of their coach, Mike Vrabel. By the way, Derrick Henry off to a fast start. Seven carries, 63 yards, and a score averaging a mere nine yards a carry. Uh, so, you know, Tennessee, you knew at home was going to show up today. Oh, yeah. Certainly yeah. not going to lay over for Jacksonville. By the way, when you think about where Jacksonville was and where they are now, so they had a four-game losing streak snapped with a win over the hapless Panthers last week. Trevor Lawrence isn't 100%, but he's playing well today. But, you know, this team was sitting at 8-3. and three. I mean, they were sitting pretty. And then all of a sudden the wheels started falling out. Where, where, where are we with this Jacksonville team? Because remember we were talking about this team when they got to 8-3, and three, like, well, we really don't trust them quite yet. Yeah. Have they really made strides from where they were a year ago, or are they suddenly plateauing maybe to a point where you're saying, how much better will the Jaguars be? I don't know if there's like a huge amount of reason to panic just yet. Now, if they lose this game, obviously that's that's uh, that, that mars the reputation of Trevor Lawrence, of Doug Peterson, because after a playoff berth, and even though it was a disappointing first half against the Chargers last year, they roared back. They won that game. They handled the Chiefs for about three quarters, and then the Chiefs were stunningly able to pull that game out against the Jags in the divisional round in Arrowhead. So I, last season propels this season. You assume it's going to be a much better year. And really, offensively, that's where the struggles have been. The defense has been the strength for the Jags all season. It it faltered at times. You know, there there definitely were moments early December, or I should say mid-December. There were times where you were like, hey, where is that Jags defense that's carried them? And and I think that's the reason why this team looks so shaky down the stretch is because you're like, all right, so the offense hasn't been great or or underwhelming comparatively to last year. The defense, which carried them this season, looked shaky down the stretch. That's the reason for the unease, because you have to have a strength going into the playoffs. And right now, 
I mean, you don't really have one if you're Jacksonville. Well, Jacksonville down 14 to 10, and the Titans are on the move. They have a first down in Jacksonville territory trying to add to their lead. Best game so far, Falcons and Saints are tied at 14, five and a half minutes to go. It's a very simple scenario here. The winner of this game wins the NFC South if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lose today. And uh, Tampa Bay right now is leading the Panthers <laughs> three to nothing. Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> yeah. Wow. They are struggling against a very. Is this the worst offense ever, the Carolina Panthers? I mean, I'm looking at the scores. There are only two wins this year. They beat the Texans at home 15 to 13, and they beat the Falcons at home 9 to 7. Yep. I'm counting how many times they were under 20 points this year. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve games. Twelve of their 14 losses they've scored or wins. They've lost. They've scored under 20 points. They they are they are really really bad. Like I mean, conceptually bad. I don't think they really understand how to use Bryce Young yet. He's also well, under. What happened with Frank Reich? He was he was hired because of his offensive pedigree, right? And they fired him too soon. I look. I know it was going awful, but that's not the right move. I just look. Let the guy finish coaching out the season. Don't judge him by the wins and losses in the first year of your program and of the first year of a quarterback's career. I mean, you, you definitely want to judge him by wins and losses at some point. But what you really need to do is you in, need to investigate what's happening with Bryce Young by the end of the season. Did he get better? Where did he start, start from? What platform was he on versus where he is now? Who threw in behind Bryce Young? Who evaluated his talent and said he needs to be in the room? If you, you're the owner, David Tepper, were the person who was demanding him be on the team, you need to take a hard look in the mirror or – you need to take a hard look at those talent evaluators who convinced you that this was the right call. And you need to be sure that the coaches around him, because now there's a commitment here, can can fix the problems if there are any. That's what they should have done. But David Tepper is a hothead. David Tepper clearly is a hothead. He threw a drink at a fan two weeks ago. I mean, David Tepper got fined $300,000 by the league because he couldn't he couldn't withstand a fan shouting into his, you know, tens of thousand dollar owner booth. Like, ridiculous. So he fired Matt Rule. He fired uh, Frank Reich in quick succession. They're going to be on to their third head coach in, what, less than a year. And Bryce Young has now had several different voices in the headset. It's, it's not a good start for Bryce Young's career. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, starting at the top with how this organization is ran. This David Tepper, isn't it amazing about this? So this guy's a hedge fund guy. Yeah. I don't even know what that means other than he has billions of dollars, right? He does. He doesn't create anything, but somehow he makes a lot of money. Well, he creates dividends for clients. There it is, apparently. We'll see. Anyway, so he's worth billions, but none of that matters. Because when you become an owner of an NFL team, that's your obituary, good or bad. I mean, David Tepper, you know, when his day is done, it, the lead is going to be the Carolina Panthers. That's the lead, owner of the Carolina Panthers. And right now, it's a disaster. 
See, I, I have this question. A lot of people say, wow, if Carolina had drafted C.J. Stroud instead of Bryce Young, they would be having the season the Texans are having. I'm not so sure about that. In these organizations, there's a reason why the Jets are miserable or the Chargers <laughs> are miserable. There's reasons why certain franchises never, ever seem to get off the mat. And it starts at the top. So much like Daniel Snyder, who's a billionaire, his legacy is always going to be the Redskins slash football team slash commanders. That's his legacy. Oh, yeah. That is his obituary. That entire thing is going to be his obituary. Listen. Not that he made billions of dollars. That's going to be it. David Tepper is walking in the same manure. Oh, yeah. Well, look, there's a lot of anonymous billionaires. There's a lot more billionaires than Elon Musk and yep. you know Bill Gates and some of these owners in the NFL. Jeff Bezos. Right. But, but Jerry Jones. Like you, The ones you know, they, they're either fame, famous or they're infamous. And David Tepper like Daniel Snyder, like Woody Johnson, like Dean Spanos, like some of these other names in the NFL who haven't really been able to get out of their way and either A, make the financial contribution to build a winner or B, uh, allow football people to make football decisions. For whatever reason, it hasn't worked. And so they will be, they will live or be remembered in infamy. And, and the top line, like you said, whenever it is a day years and years from now when Daniel Snyder takes the long dirt nap, the obituary will read unsuccessful ownership of the Washington football team. Like that is what it'll say because that's that's the reality. If you stepped into the limelight, you're a part of – you're part of American royalty when you buy one of these 32 franchises, and now you're responsible for the hopes and dreams of a fan base who's going to spend sometimes money they can't spend to go support your players. I, I mean, how many Carolina Panthers fans bought season tickets after the first overall pick came in, excited for what this team could look like, excited that Frank Reich was the head coach, and what a disaster it's become. Now, can David Tepper be blamed for all of it? No. But he's got to take his share of responsibility. And the fact that he's made himself so visible and so villainous this season, he's got to wear it. Until he fixes it, he's the common denominator. No doubt about it. With Daniel Snyder removed from this league, Tepper is the target. Yep. And, and just read all over social media, this guy is getting crucified. All right, we continue on. Six games going on right now around the NFL. We'll continue to try to explain all these playoff uh, scenarios, and there are many of them before we finally get the final 14 teams moving on to the postseason. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Second and goal at the three. Give, Spears, scooting, spinning, diving, staying on his feet. They can't get him down. That's WGFX 104.5 Titans Radio Network. Titans lead the Jags 21 to 10. We'll explain the significance of that game coming up shortly. Once again, this is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Steve Hartman and Rich Ormberger. We are live from the TireRack.com studios. The AFC playoff picture would be very clear if the Jaguars lose. They would be out. Out. That means the Texans will win the division and the Steelers would be in as a wild card. The only thing that would then have to be determined is who wins the AFC East. Correct. It'd either be the Bills or, or the, the Dolphins. Dolphins. The yeah. loser of that game falls to a wild card. But as far as which teams would be in the AFC, if the Jags lose, it's set. The seven teams would be set. Pittsburgh would get that final slot. Yeah, it's just a matter of order where the Bills or the Dolphins fall at that point. Right. And who has uh, who has home field advantage in that situation. So, I mean, a lot to play for still for the the Buffalo Bills and Miami oh, Dolphins. I mean, there's a big difference between being at home and have to run through the road. Bills, if they lose that game, would be the seventh seed. Again, this is based on if the Jaguars lose today. But I will say this, right? So the Dolphins are guaranteed they've clinched the playoff berth. They're right. just playing for the divisional title. Correct. Just. I mean, just is very huge. It's huge. But what would you prefer if you're the Miami Dolphins, would being you, at home, well, the, uh, right, okay, I, no, I'm no, oh, hanging. Not even close. No, 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 no. You're not. That's not the question I was going to ask. Would you prefer the nervousness of the Bills, knowing that they're playing for their playoff future, or have them be a little bit satiated by the pa- fact that they've clinched the playoff berth? So, what would you prefer for the Bills, your opponent, heading into this game? If you're the Miami Dolphins, I, I think I would have them rest assured that they're making the playoffs. So, a little fat and happy, absolutely coming into Buffalo the game, knows less with, to play for. If Jacksonville loses, they're in. Right, At the very least, they're going to be the seven seed. They'll sneak into the playoffs. Uh, but if you're Miami, Miami is just like although, Dallas. Although you My, think about it, Buffalo, Buffalo has kind of had some of those big game. Tummy troubles, like it, it, there's of course a, they have. Josh Allen. I mean, think about. But the, here's the one thing yeah, you can't ahead. deny because same thing with Dallas today, right? Yeah. I mean, you you need to win because you don't want to go on the road. The Dolphins and the Cowboys are the exact same team. They have higher powered offenses at home, right? On the road, both of these teams look completely different. So their their only hope is. You get a couple of home games and then somehow pull a miracle at Baltimore or at San Francisco, but they need to win today. They need to win their divisions and have that home field advantage. Well, I, and you know what's the crazy thing about the Dolphins is it's it's not even necessarily that they, they were a poor road team because I'm pretty sure they have a winning record on the road. It's just that in big games against better competition, they floundered. Well, how they look last week against Baltimore. 
Well, against Baltimore, they got absolutely tuned up. 56-19. It was a close win over the Cowboys, but the Cowboys, to your point, bad road team. Yeah. So they go to Miami and they lose by two points, and it, you sort of saw it coming. But against the Jets, they'll, they'll run the scoreboard up and, and shut them out, 30 to nothing. They've played the Jets twice over the past you know month and a half. The Titans, though, they lose that game. They've gotten embarrassed. The Chiefs, they lost that game. They've gotten embarrassed by some some of the better teams that they faced this season. And the Eagles beat them up. This is months ago now, but the Eagles earlier in the season beat them up. The Bills, I mean, the first time they played, the Bills absolutely stomped them. And this is when the Dolphins came roaring out the gates. You know, they had that big win on the road against the Chargers, a bit of a shootout. And then they romped the Patriots in Foxborough. And then they go and they, they host the Broncos and they they put 70 points up on the Broncos and then the Bills absolutely embarrassed them. They beat them by 28 points. It was a 48-20 final. So the Dolphins, their problem isn't the road. Their problem is playing against better competition, which the Bills are today. All right, the Saints have taken a 17-14 lead over the Falcons inside a minute to go in the first half. Again, the winner of this game will win the NFC South if the Buccaneers lose at Carolina, and the Bucs have looked lousy today, although they have just added a field goal. So the Bucs lead 6 to nothing. We have got reached halftime here in Carolina. So give the Panthers defense credit. At least they've showed up today. The Panthers simply have no offense. Speaking of no offense, Jets and Patriots in a snowstorm in New England. Uh, inside 30 seconds to go in the first half, the Jets lead 6-3. to three. I think they're going to line up for another field goal attempt. It has been snowing throughout this game. The snow is piling up on the field right wow. now. So the Jets are lining up for a field goal attempt in the snow. All right, so let me get this scenario. Look at, this, look at that field. <laughs> that field was clear 10 minutes ago. Well, this is... But they, 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 the snow is coming down. This is Foxborough, and I lived through this for three years. This was Foxborough... Or is Foxborough in, in December and January? If if you don't like the weather, first of all, just wait five minutes. It feels like you could have a beautifully sunny day, and then it'll be pouring rain, and then it'll be you know sleeting and hailing by you know midday, and then it'll he snow missed the through field the goal. By the way, this is the exact weather they had for the Tuck Rule game against the Raiders. Remember that snow that's, game? That's right. And this game is just as important as that Tuck Rule game. I all mean, right. there's no question. A so lot you're, on you're, the line you're here. You're telling me that Bob Kraft, if they <laughs> lose at home to the the Jets go on to wrap up a what would be a four and 13 season Bob is going to put his arm around Bill saying hey how about extending your deal five more years I mean well first of all that conversation isn't <laughs> happening um I I think whatever extension he's you're on good for life man he'll don't re- listen to anybody you're my guy yeah, they're not coming back to the negotiation table I, unless unless Bill says hey you know Bob I want to give back some of this money <laughs> like that, I mean yeah. seriously I mean you're, you're <clears throat> no you are, dude you are the only one look at the top picture there you are the only there one convinced that that man is secure in his job I I honestly you are standing alone oh I honestly, I, I don't think, I or I shouldn't say I think he's secure. I don't think he's secure in his job. I think he's on the hot seat in a major way. I just think the most likely outcome is that he stays in New England because for for multiple reasons. One, he's under contract, and if Bob Kraft fires him, he owes him a lot of money walking Bob out Kraft the door. Bob Kraft has a lot of he money. He does, and I'm not saying he doesn't. He does. Belichick isn't signing a settlement. That's that's the other thing I can promise you. Forty just, million dollars when you're worth you know what five or six billion dollars. It's is 
is it's disposable not, it, if you yeah. want to make a change. Let me ask you this. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, let's, let's play this out. Let's say for whatever just shocking reason, Belichick is let go and he leaves. What do you do? You bring Josh McDaniels in? I mean, where do you think the mindset is in Bob Kraft having had the same coach since the year 2000, so 24 years of Belichick, what is his mindset to begin a search for his next head coach? And by the way, he would also have to address the general manager's job. I, well, right. And does he bring somebody back that has already got knowledge of working in the organization? Or does he decide, you know, the Belichick way is dead. It's had its history. All these assistants have gone with very little success around the league. I need to start completely new. How much is Jim Harbaugh going to cost me? Well, Jim Harbaugh, a good example of a coach who is very Belichickian in approach. You know, I, I know a lot of people look at what he's done at the college level and he's reborn, but you forget the way he left the NFL. There was a mutiny on the decks of the 49ers. The veterans hated him. I heard from multiple players who, you know, across my time playing in the NFL, after Harbaugh left, they expressed that that, that whole lot, he lost the locker room. So it works. Certain coaching styles work at the collegiate level. Uh, Chip Kelly is a good example. It works at the collegiate level, but you are going to wear out NFL veterans who are 30 and in certain cases 40 years old or nearing 40 years old and they have big old contracts and they don't want to listen to a coach who's going to say hey get on the line it's it's time to run some gassers like get lost I got to save my knees you know it, we're going to have a competitive practice today we're going to hit a lot uh, you know rules be damned like we're going to get better today yes yeah, screw you I've got a back injury I've been nursing all season like there are certain things that work at the college game that just don't work at the NFL level and Jim Harbaugh can take a program and he can renovate it quick. We saw it with USD when he was at the University of San Diego. We saw it at Stanford and we saw it with the 49ers, but it doesn't have staying power at the pro level. So if Kraft is smart, he doesn't look at Jim Harbaugh because that is not going to be a lasting, in my opinion. Well, Josh McDaniels is available. Remember when Josh McDaniels turned down the Colts job at the last second and returned to New England? And there was a theory that he was sort of lying in wait that, you know, Belichick would step aside and McDaniels would be headed the head coach. Of course, yep. that did not happen. He failed again with the Raiders, just like he did in Denver. I don't know what his relationship is like with Bob Kraft, but he's, he's someone that he would trust. And Oh, to- I think I think he's earned a lot of trust with, with Bob Kraft. There's no question, because the best that offense has looked over the past decade plus has been with Josh McDaniels. Well, look at Mac Jones as a rookie. That's what I'm saying. I mean, when Josh McDaniels was there with Tom Brady inarguably some of the most successful years the Patriots have had. Um, when when Josh McDaniels was the offensive coordinator with Mac Jones, inarguably the most successful season he's had in his, you know, three year career now. It's 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 conceivable that Bob Kraft, if he's interested in moving off of Belichick, it's conceivable that he would go with a known quantity like a Josh McDaniels. However, again, I contend this. it's He's still a very difficult, even though there's a groundswell of support by some Patriots fans to get rid of Bill Belichick, even though there's a lot of source reporting coming out right now about the discord in the front office and with the head or the coaching staff in New England, I still think the most likely outcome is he stays put in New England. For now, that opinion can change I mean, based on if, more facts. If he being walks off the field in that snowstorm at home, losing to the Jets, 
<laughs> if that is not the final nail in the coffin, I don't know what is. Let's find out what is trending right now. Six games going on around the National Football League, and she is all over it. Monsi is back. It's true, and they're all pretty much at halftime. I'm going to start with the Vikings and the Lions. Something to keep an eye on. Tight end Sam Laporta, who's been awesome all season, he had a slight limp coming off the field with less than two minutes to go in the first half. He was officially carted to the locker room with a knee injury. Mm. So something to keep an eye on. The Vikings just ended the first half with a few goal, but the Lions are on top 13-6. to It still has been all Bengals against the Browns. I don't know if Cleveland really cares, but the Bengals are they on top. They have Jeff Driscoll at quarterback. Right, if exactly. you have Driscoll at quarterback, you do not care. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Guys, guys, take it easy. Are we talking about the Jeff Driscoll? I didn't even know Driscoll was still in the league. Yeah, Why I had to look up who was. I was like, who's, who's that quarterback for the Browns? Where did he play college football? Steve, do you I know off the top of your head? Wasn't he at uh, my Miami for a while? I don't. I have I no have idea. No idea. <laughs> I, I mean, I I would take a blind stab <laughs> in the dark, and I would say played for the Steve was close. Hang I on. believe it was the Florida Gators. Okay. That's what I said. Florida. Did I say? Florida? No, you said Miami. Miami. You oh, said I said Miami. Miami. I, I meant Florida. And then I remember he went to Louisiana Tech. He oh, was like, oh wait, you remember that? <laughs> well, now I remember. As soon as you mentioned Florida, but the fact was, he was the high school player of the year. This guy oh. was like a superstar right. coming reading, out of high school. Wait, 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 hang up. We're reading the same Wikipedia page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? We all remember it now. Yeah. Hey, course. did you also know that he was a six-round draft pick in 2016? It was picked 207. I just remembered that. Do you I... know what his starting record is as a starting quarterback? <laughs> One and nine. Right, right. About to be one in ten. Well, yes. Dude, we still have a half a play left. We do have a whole half, but the Browns are down 24-0 to the Bengals. (laughs) The Jaguars (laughs) are trying to win their second AFC South title consecutive, uh, but the Titans are not making that easy. Derrick Henry, nine carries, 70 yards, one touchdown. The Titans are on top 21-13. to It is a snowstorm in New England. It looks so fun. The Jets are on top of the Patriots, 6-3. The Falcons and the Saints are tied at 17. Desmond Ritter has thrown for 212 yards and two touchdowns. Bijan Ro- or Bijan Robinson, I think, is a correct way. He has six receptions, 96 yards, and a touchdown. And he's in the record books for Atlanta now. He has the most yards from scrimmage in team history by a rookie. Wow. Yeah. And then the Buccaneers and the Panthers, a, a bit of a snooze fest on that one. But the Bucks did end the first half with another field goal from Chase McLaughlin, 57 yards. So the Bucks on top of the Panthers, 6-0. And yes, Baker Mayfield, if he wins and he gets this team into the playoffs, he gets a million dollar incentive. So come on, Baker. Yeah, yeah I Let's know. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Dude, a playoff berth pays you two million. Like, how nice. I mean, okay. And now I guess it's a division rival. But like, what if you, ah, Bryce Young's a rich man. I was going to say, like, why don't, why don't you go to somebody like an influential player in the other team in Carolina and be like, listen, mira, mira. I will split it with yeah. you. We just need to get through this game looking like we both tried really hard. Yeah. Don't, don't you remember when in your third season, the Patriots, you guys get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And Bob Kraft slipping you a little, uh extra check like rich <laughs> thank you let me grease the thank wheels you. a little bit yeah you know what i i open up my envelope like you know i'm, I'm sitting next to other people's you know and they got right. like thousands of dollars my goodness and then i open up mine and it's like <laughs> it's like wait a second this uh uh bob this is a uh this is like a used 
Chuck E. Cheese card. He was like, <laughs> yeah, but the- I was literally thinking, I was thinking the exact same thing. Like, <laughs> little gift card to Chuck E. Cheese. Wait, this is this is this is a bro. This is a bent <laughs> gift card from Nathan's Arcade. I don't think this is going to work, Bobby. No, Rich, that's because you've we're we're truly in your debt. Your services have been invaluable this season. Thank you, Bob. Hey, I was uh, hearing, by the way, by the way, uh, once again with this Fox Sports Red Zone Radio, and I was listening to our buddy Brian No today, this morning, and he went on a rant about how it is that anyone believes that the Chicago Bears should hold on to Justin Fields. Oh, he was adamant about I mean, this yesterday he, on Countdown to Kickoff. So Justin Fields' record as a starting quarterback in three years is 10 and 27. Yeah. His career passer rating is eighty-two. Right, and he was he was using that as the sole metric. That plus the fact that he has an even number of touchdowns to interceptions. Well, it's actually has forty season. touchdowns, thirty interceptions. Well, no, no, but no, pretty no. close. But I mean, but the, the last five games or whenever right. he came back from the thumb injury, he was using like the passer rating, career passer rating, and then touchdowns to interceptions since he's returned back from uh, being injured as like these two tent poles to his argument that Fields must move on. All right, so you have the number one pick in the draft, courtesy of the Carolina Panthers, and Caleb Williams is sitting there. Right. Right. And I and, think and by the way, most scouts have projected <laughs> Caleb Williams as a generational talent. And y- yesterday, and I didn't listen to the broadcast with Crack and Jeff oh, this morning. Oh, he went crazy. But he says Caleb Williams is a can't miss 100% no, guarantee no. superstar at the NFL level. And if he's not, at very least, he's going to be better or as good as Justin Fields, so why not move off him right now? All right, I would remind our buddy Brian No that no Bears quarterback has made the Pro Bowl since Jim McMahon. It is a graveyard for quarterbacks. The greatest Bears quarterback was Sid Luckman, and he played in the 40s. <laughs> that was the greatest Bears quarterback was Sid Luckman, and he played in the 1940s. Odd coincidence, the grandfather of Jess Driscoll. <laughs> That's true. It's, so no, I'm kidding. the idea that Caleb Williams, with all the quarterbacks the Bears have had over the years, yeah. that he will be different. Like he will jump in and suddenly the Bears become a juggernaut in the NFC. You know who the most successful Bears quarterback was? Mitchell Trubisky. He had a twelve win season. Dude. Look at his numbers in Chicago. Look, look, here here's the argument that I posed. And to you Brian. moved up to the second pick in the draft to get him. And here's what I'll say to anybody who's uninitiated, and it's not your fault if you never look, it's it's a it's a, a class unto its own. You make it to the NFL like you're you're obviously in a very rarefied group of humans, but to be a a a decent, even a decent starter at the NFL level, it is really really hard. I cannot express to you how difficult it is. And a lot of people who, you know, are are deep like deep fans of teams, like even those the people who watch every single game sometimes don't respect or understand how difficult what Justin Fields, even with his record, a losing record as a starting quarterback, how difficult it is to be even as good as he is. And to say, okay, we've seen him for parts of three years due to injury, have some varied levels of success, but he's absolutely finishing this season strong. There's no questioning that. This is probably among the most successful stretch of his career so far as a starting quarterback in Chicago. To say it's time to move off of him and then also throw in with an unknown quantity 
at the college level when you have all of this draft capital that you can spend building a team around Justin Fields or, by the way, remove Justin Fields from the conversation for a minute. You're building a team. Like, so whether or not Justin Fields, you extend him or next year is his final year in Chicago and you let him walk after four years of service, it's not to say that he is going to be the future quarterback. It's just to say that you're not going to gamble on a new quarterback out of this draft yet when you do have still somebody who has proven to be at very least a starter at this level and he has some talent at this level. I would I would keep him for another year. I would see if he can do it. And if you've built a team successfully in the meantime, maybe you can trade for a quarterback. I don't know, like the Rams did, and go win a Super Bowl or improve your team dramatically. I don't know, like the Jets did unsuccessfully with Aaron Rodgers because he got hurt. But that is a that's something that you can also evaluate as well. Here's what I don't understand. So Fields is ten and twenty seven in his three years. Yeah. Trubisky in the previous three years was twenty five and thirteen. So you got rid of Trubisky and his last three years was twenty five and thirteen. Yeah. With a coaching change. And you replace him with Fields who's ten and twenty seven. And by the way, if you're talking about touchdown to interception ratio in those three years, Trubisky fifty seven touchdowns, thirty picks, two to one ratio. So they gave up on Trubisky. Yeah, yeah Who yeah. they use all that draft capital to move up to the number two pick in the draft. What they would, can say, what well, would, what has he done since? What would you lean Nothing. On, what would you lean on on doing here? Like what like in your in your mind like, I, I would I would try to get the McCaskey family out of ownership. Well, besides this that, goes back to again when I talked about with the Jets that, and the Chargers and you, the Panthers. If you say you could play your king for a day, yeah. you're the owner of the Chicago Bears. I'm with you. I look at it, quarterback alone is not going to make a difference. When you have if you can get Three number ones. Think about this. If you got three number ones, which I would imagine would include future number ones. Yep. Yep. And it doesn't work this year with Justin Fields, then you have a number one to play with to get another quarterback. And and, and I mean, look, there. Look, one, one thing that we know about the college football ranks recently is we're seeing college football pump out these high caliber prospects year after year now because the, the world of seven on seven Right, the world of the high school quarterback throwing the football instead of being a handoff jockey, that's all changed. You now have guys who have been throwing since age seven all the way through their high school career, all the way through their college career. These guys are ready to play the caliber or the style of NFL football. And also, the NFL offensive coordinators have caught up to times too. They're no longer just running their pro-style offense and like Tony Romo sitting in on the bench for three years and learning the offense before taking over. No, nowadays, it's like we're going we're gonna to install an offense to your capabilities and your skill set. Who would you take between Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. Now, Bo Nix just set a record, broke Mac Jones' record, highest completion percentage ever in an FBS season. Yeah, You obviously have watched Michael Penix, who's not a runner. The guy's a pocket passer. He can throw the deep ball. He can throw just rifle shots all over the place. But which one of those two guys, Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr., would you project as the best prospect going into the NFL? It's so tough. I mean, those are two really talented guys, but who played a long career a long in career. college. Two, I mean, there are know. some major con- concerns, and rightfully so, about Penix Jr. and some of his injury injury history. But 
his timing, his arm talent, his capability under pressure, and I don't just mean like pressure from the defense, but I also mean like pressure of the moment, big moment passer, his deep ball accuracy, his football acumen and IQ. I think Penix Jr. is the safest bet coming out of the draft this year. It's interesting now that still projected Caleb Williams one and Drake May two. Yep. Yep. I mean, you see every projection in the draft. It's not Jaden Daniels. It's not Bo Nix. It's not Michael Penix Jr. It's still where we started the season. We'll Caleb see what Williams won. Drake made two. Look, we you you've and I we've been broadcasting together for a decade now, something like that. Like when when it comes down to it, it like every off season, we know it. It is a it's a it's a juggling match. Like with these top quarterbacks, do you remember when it was the Darnold Mayfield Rosen? Allen draft, Lamar Jackson was taken in the first round that year. I forget At what. At the end of the first round. Well, but, right. End. But my point was you had a lot of names being juggled yep. there, right? You had a lot of names being juggled there. And all of a sudden, Mayfield was the top pick. Nobody, I, I, almost nobody had Mayfield well, going. Everyone thought Darnold was going to go one. So that, and he goes to the Browns. And number who's one had overall. a better career, Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold? <laughs> Baker Mayfield has had a better career. Yes. <laughs> Baker Mayfield absolutely has had a better career. He's had, he has had more opportunities too. And also, so didn't go to the Jets. So. <laughs> Let's stop right there. Yeah. He didn't go to the Jets. That hurts. Here's my point, though, is you never know what draft day is going to yield, especially when you have this amount of talented quarterbacks coming out. All right, second half's getting ready around the National Football League. Six games and games that matter in terms of who's going to get into the postseason. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Steve Harbin and Rich Ornberger. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. We are live from the Tyrac.com studios. The Jacksonville Jaguars are in big trouble right now. Not good. Tennessee just scored again. They lead 28 to 13, 12.45 to go in the third quarter. Derrick Henry in what could well be his final game as a Titan. He's a free agent. 12 carries, 139 yards, and a score. He just had his 30th birthday. He'll be a free agent. Is he a free agent? He's a free agent. I thought he had years left on his contract. Yeah, this is it. He's going to hit the free agent market. So he was already talking about this possibly being his final game in a Titans uniform. And, you know, he says, like everybody else, you'd like to stay with the organization. Obviously, it's been a great run for me. He made his fourth Pro Bowl this year. I know how much you hate Pro Bowls. But he had over 1,000 yards again. Um, Any interest in a 30-year-old Derrick Henry in a free agent market? Any? I mean, not particularly. I think think when you're – <clears throat> looking around at the NFL and what this league year has yielded, especially after how much attention the running back position got this offseason due to a lot of these, a lot of the frustration you heard from Austin Eckler and Saquon Barkley and Jonathan Taylor. I, I, I Those guys underperformed. Austin Eckler was injured throughout the course of the season. So was Saquon Barkley. So was Jonathan Taylor. And then you get a guy off the waiver wire, Kyron Williams, who is uh, horrible. He was sensational. Um, Ford for the Cleveland Browns after Chubb goes down. He's been incredible this season. Like, I'm not saying good or great running backs are a dime a dozen. They're not. Derrick Henry was singular and impressive through a three-year stretch in Tennessee. And an incredibly important reason why the Tennessee Titans were so dominant in uh, their offensive and, frankly, their defensive performances, which was a big part of it too. But I digress to say, like, the undervalued or the lesser valued prices at the running back position is because you can't trust them to stay healthy. 
you just can't. Saquon Barkley has only two healthy years under his belt as a starting running back in this league. Austin Eckler had one really great, really healthy year with the Chargers. Uh, he led the league in touchdowns two years in a row. Okay, yeah, two years. My apologies. I want to give credit where credit yeah. to. Henry, obviously, like I said, I think really that was an impressive run with Tennessee, but it's coming to an end, and I think he's he's obviously – diminished in in capacity this season's a great example of that so I, yeah i i think you get younger at that position you you try to find somebody off the waiver wire or in free agency or in the second or third round of the nfl draft and you're gonna you're gonna be just fine if the jaguars lose the field and the afc side is set Pittsburgh will make the playoffs. Jags will be out. Now the only question would be the order. Uh, of course, a uh, huge game tonight between Miami and Buffalo to decide who wins the AFC East. Meanwhile, the Saints have just scored on a 26-yard touchdown pass from Derek Carr to Chris Olave, the rookie. And uh, the Saints lead the Falcons 24-17. The winner of this game will win the NFC South if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lose. And they're still in a battle with the Panthers right now. Six to nothing. No touchdowns in this game. Panthers have the ball near midfield right now. So Tampa's not home yet. Not even close. No. In fact, no. they are really, really struggling. So, by the way, you're looking at some severe weather around the country. It's beautiful sunshine down there in Carolina. Yeah. Uh, but for whatever reason, the Buccaneers' offense is not clicking today. Well, the, the Carolina Panthers, they owe some, they owe some credit here. Um, they, the, right now they're holding the Buccaneers to two for 10 on third down conversions. I mean, that's for two reasons. One good plan against their third down packages, but also, uh, they're, they're, and they're getting Baker off his spot. And if you get him moving with a lower body injury, obviously he's less accurate. And then also what they're doing on early downs, they're setting them up for these longer third down situations where it's tougher to convert. So they're, they're, they're staying they're they're not allowing the the Buccaneers to stay on the chains or stay on schedule, and it's having a big effect on their offense in this game. All right, the Cleveland Browns mailed in today's game with Jeff Driscoll. By the way, let me tell you about Jeff Driscoll. Mm. He was the National Gatorade High School Player of the Year. <laughs> he went to Florida, didn't work out. Yeah. Then he went to Louisiana Tech. And he had some success there. And then, <laughs> yes, and his record as a starting quarterback, 1-9. and nine. Today he's 5-12 of 12 passing, 44 yards, no touchdowns and two picks, a pass rate of 12.5. Six-round pick. Jeff Driscoll right there as Joe Flacco sits on the bench. <laughs> All right, much more coming up. This is Fox Sports Red Zone radio there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you coming and when you get access to resi priority notify with your amex platinum card hey this looks amazing i'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through amex travel it's worth the trip that's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Snap to car. Here comes some pressure. Car stands, now lofts one towards the end zone, and that is going to be caught! Caught, tipped up in the air! Chris Olave, touchdown! He tipped it up into the air to himself for the touchdown! His 86th reception is a TD! That's WWL Saints Radio Network, and the Saints have just scored again wow. to extend their lead over the Falcons, 30-17, to pending the extra point, 8.54 to go in the third quarter. Again, a Saints win and a Buccaneers loss, and the Saints will be champions of the NFC South. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. We're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, we're going to help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection over 10,000 recommended installers tirerack.com the way tire buying should be so the falcons got off to a very fast start in this game but it's been all saints since and Derek card today is 17 of 21 221 yards three touchdowns and no picks by the way if the Bucks win and the Saints win, the Saints still have a chance of getting in as a wild card. They need a couple of losses, but they're still in the chase. So how does this grade out? The Saints win this game. They get to 9-8. and eight. Dennis Allen uh, seems to be safe right now as far as the Saints. But how would you rate Derek Carr's debut as the Saints quarterback? Up and down. Um I would I would say overall it's felt very shaky compared to the level of talent he has and the consistency we've seen while he was a Raiders starting quarterback. There were even times during the season where it felt like he and his offensive line in game weren't on the same page. But look, the ends do in certain cases justify the means. If you can find a way to vault into the postseason in your opening salvo as a starting quarterback, a lot can be forgiven, especially if the follow-up to this season is a more successful season. The big reason why, for example, the Denver Broncos are moving on from Russell Wilson is because there hasn't been success. There hasn't been a playoff berth. There, It's been underwhelming team-wide what's happened since he's been the starting quarterback and essentially the leader of this franchise. So it would be an enormous feather in the cap of Derek Carr in terms of incurring the trust of this new franchise and his teammates if uh, if he somehow finds a way to get the Saints into the postseason. If you look at his numbers and you take away maybe his peak years with the Raiders, they're pretty much in line. With his numbers, I mean, he's completing 68% of his passes. Uh, he came into the game with 21 touchdowns, only eight picks, so he's taking care of the football. So, I mean, the numbers are very comparable to what he did as the Raiders quarterback. Like you mentioned, he has some additional weapons. Maybe, Of course, last year he had the Leeds leading rusher and maybe one of the top two or three receivers in the league in Devontae Adams. Uh, but it would be huge for the Saints if they could get into the postseason. Right now they lead the Falcons 31-17 to inside nine minutes to go in the third quarter in that game. Now, coming up later, we got a number of games that matter. Speaking of quarterbacks, the Green Bay Packers 
if they win today, they're in. They make it to the postseason, and this was the big question for Jordan Love and this offense. And if you look at Love's numbers this year, uh, with a decent day today, he'll pass 4,000 yards passing. He's got 30 touchdown passes and 11 picks. He had a better year than Aaron Rodgers had this year. (laughs) Um, I mean, I would say for the Packers, this has been a big thumbs up. Jordan Love, uh, like any first-year starter, has had some inconsistencies. But this is not a great Packers team. And if they do make the postseason – that's a pretty good step forward with your new quarterback. I think I think they've found their their franchise quarterback. Uh, now they drafted him years ago. He backed up a Hall of Famer and a four time MVP, and that is an enormous void to fill. And so you have to put this this debut as a starter into context. Like think about what Mac Jones had to do in Foxborough. That's what Jordan Love had to do in Green Bay. Now it was a little bit more of a complicated relationship with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay fans, especially on the the, the way out. And the replacement was a little clunky as it was for Favre when when Aaron Rodgers was drafted in the first round. But overall, I mean, this is this is a quarterback in Aaron Rodgers who bought who brought years of success to this franchise and so replacing him is an enormous task now mac jones really struggled replacing tom brady for example jordan love having years to develop behind the scenes it's been a a much easier acclimation but it's still really difficult to replace a talent like aaron Rodgers. and so adding that context into this equation This is an insanely successful season for Jordan Love. This is insanely successful. He handled the pressure. He handled the moment. He's got a big game ahead of him. And by the way, his contract is filled with playoff escalators. So he's got a lot to play for today. Can he handle that pressure? The Chicago Bears also want to play Rooner. This is a very contentious relationship. This is the biggest rivalry in the NFL. Oldest. Oldest rivalry in the NFL. Justin Fields has a lot to play for on the other side. Huge game coming up later. Remember, the Packers started two and five. Two and five. The win today, a nine and eight record, will get them a wild card slot uh, in the NFC. I was watching an interview with uh, Sean McVay. Okay. Actually, last night on television, we had a, a package piece about the L.A. Rams season, and we had some quotes going into the season where, remember, the Rams are like, okay. Even if you get a healthy year out of Matthew Stafford, even if you get a healthy year out of Aaron Donald, you start the season without Cooper Cup, you have no wide receivers, you have no running back. Cam Akers, remember, started the first game at running back. Yeah. And you have zero depth on this team. I mean, that was the big knock on the Rams. Zero depth. They have one injury, forget it. And all of a sudden, they unveil Puka Nakua. Oh, yeah. And then a couple of weeks later, Kyron Williams shows up. Yeah. And Matthew Stafford stays healthy. And Aaron Donald stays healthy. That defense around Aaron Donald, young. 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 Jalen Ramsey, bye-bye. Bobby Wagner, bye-bye. He's surrounded by a bunch of kids. And I get back to Sean McVay, who, by the way, just announced he'll at least be back in 2024. He has hinted strongly. You know, he's married to a supermodel. They have kids on the, you know, this whole thing that he's willing to walk away from coaching before his 40th birthday. 
Seriously. Yeah. I mean, he's made a ton of money. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, he can move into an announcing booth and have it. You know, Dick Vermeil did this. Oh, I he know. He wasn't quite as young, but when he left the Eagles, he had total burnout. He, he spent 15 years in an announcing booth, came back not once but twice, first yep. with the Rams, then with the Chiefs. And I think that that's sort of in the mindset of Sean McVay. I don't know if the Rams can do anything about it. They could offer him all the money in the world. He seems to be the kind of guy that says, yeah, I'm good. John Gruden's a good example of a coach who like left for broadcasting at a younger age than typically we're used to seeing coaches leave the game and take on an analyst role. It's it, there's precedent for this. It's not it wouldn't be the first time and it wouldn't be completely ridiculous to see it happen again with Sean McVay. However, I will say this. Coaches especially, you have to be addicted to football. It can't just be a passion. It can't just be a hobby. It can't just be a passing fancy. It can't even be like the love affair that a player has with the sport because, frankly, at some point your body breaks down and then football isn't all that much fun. Trust me, I went through it later in my career. But for a coach, you've got to be addicted. Like and Andy Reid's addicted. Oh, my gosh. I mean, Is he more addicted Andy, to coaching or Wendy's burgers? What is <laughs> well, it? he loves him a burger. But Andy Reid, if you look at Andy Reid's family life, it's a tragic story. Oh, yeah, very much so. Andy Reid has dedicated his life to the game. If you look at Bill Belichick, I, I mean, and, and, and his family life, it's not a comfy ride. Like, these guys, their number one, to be successful, their number one priority, 1A priority is football. And that's a sacrifice. And it's a sacrifice that his young wife and the mother of his, his son is probably willing to do for now, but it's an enormous strain on the family. And so it's either going to take a very special relationship to keep everything personally afloat for Sean McVay, or... He's going to have to step away from the game because you cannot have success in this sport on, at this level unless you are so completely solely focused on having success in this sport at this level. All right, the Buccaneers in desperate need of a win today to clinch the NFC South, lead the Panthers 6 to nothing, and they are deep into Carolina territory. It's been a struggle today for Baker Mayfield uh, and this Buccaneers offense. They just have gotten nothing going throughout this game. A couple of field goals, and that's it. Fortunately, they're playing a historically bad offense, uh, which the Panthers have been. By the way, I mean, the Panthers could finish the season with back-to-back shutouts. <laughs> I mean, you all, you all know how rare a shutout <laughs> is in the NFL? It's rare. A zero? Could you do it twice in a row to finish off your season? I'm pretty sure. I'm not. You don't quote me on this, but I think I've only played in two shutout games, or have only been on the team where shutouts occurred twice in my six-year NFL career. Once against Tennessee, actually, uh, it was a snow game in Foxborough. We beat them like fifty-nine nothing. I mean, we beat the brakes off of them. That's one of the biggest shutouts of all time in the in NFL history. And I was on the receiving end, the losing side of a shutout against the Seahawks when I was with the Cardinals in 2012. That was an embarrassing day. I think they beat us fifty-eight nothing at their place. But but I mean, think about that. I I don't know how many games, including playoffs. Was I a part of or was I on teams for throughout my career through six years? I mean, that's over 100, I guess. I To have Can you man, I, two I shutouts? I mean, I, I would – you'd have to look this up. A last time a team was shut out in consecutive weeks in I'll the NFL. i look it up right now. I don't know what the last time it's happened. But right now the Panthers have a big zero. Uh, Buccaneers, it looks like, are going to have to settle for a field goal attempt after – 
I, I will say this for Carolina's defense. They have brought it today. Baker Mayfield has done nothing, nothing of note in this game. So it looks like the Bucks leading 6 to nothing. It'll go for a field goal right now to try to increase the lead to 9 nothing. Again, the Bucks need a win today or they are out. The kick is good. 9 nothing. Buccaneers, 10-18 to go in the fourth quarter there. Meanwhile, they keep showing Bill Belichick throughout this Jets-Patriots game. There's nothing to watch on the field. It is a snow game. It is a blizzard. I mean, the field is absolutely blanketed in snow. It's all field goals. Jets lead 6-3. to So first Belichick had the beanie on. Now he's got the scarf over his face. <laughs> Hang on a second. This isn't as rare as you think. The so, last time a team okay. was shut out in consecutive games. So there have been many teams who have been shut out in consecutive games. Searching after 1970, the Oakland Raiders have been shut out in three consecutive. I remember that one, 1981. Okay. Uh, while the record of seven consecutive games is shared by the Louisville Colonels yes. and the Hammond Pros. Yes. The most recent consecutive shutout was of the Cleveland Browns. Oh, the Browns when they were one in thirty-one over two consecutive yeah, years. Yeah. So it that one that, in thirty-one. That was the one in thirty-one in two consecutive years. I mean, that I don't even. How do you even do that? I mean, how do you keep, one? Those are the Hugh Jackson years. Yes. You remember the the direct quote was. <laughs> There's no way we'll be worse next year. Oh, and he'll then they jump went, in the lake. And he jumped in Lake Erie. And they were 0-16 the next season. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, um, all right, by the way. Um, so getting shut out in back-to-back weeks is more common than actually shutting. Pitching shutouts as a defense is a lot more difficult. In the modern era, I think the Rams are the only recent team that, that's done it. The Rams had back-to-back shutout years when that that defense was real and really humming with. Uh, with well, Aaron it doesn't Donald. take away from how bad this Carolina offense has been all season long. All right, so again, I keep watching Belichick, thinking to myself, "You're going to lose at home to the Jets." Well, it's a three-point game. You're saying that like it's a it's it's a fate. That's been Bailey sealed. Zappi. I haven't seen him make a play. Wait, wait a second, though. Bailey Zappi is a non-factor in this game. There is like three inches of snow <laughs> on the field. This is a running backs uh, a game. <laughs> Bailey the Zappi, way, unless he can somehow muster forty yards rushing, I don't think they're going to depend on. What did, him. what did you think of Dalvin Cook joining the Ravens? Well, after I, sitting out essentially a whole season with the Jets, I think it's a smart signing by the Ravens because if you if you look at the way the Ravens are built down the stretch run here, if they have an injury at running back, they're in trouble. And so it's kind of playing keep away a little bit. If you have the roster flexibility to either cut somebody and sign him, or if you're comfortable, you know, putting somebody down on the practice squad who maybe you'll need later on, you can make a hard decision later on. Sign Dalvin Cook. I'm with it. I think it was a smart decision. And for Dalvin Cook, oh my gosh, it's like you grabbed onto the tail of a dragon. Like you can you can win a Super Bowl this year after being on one of the most dismal offenses in the NFL with the New York Jets. It happens. By the way, do you see Michael Irvin was upset that he didn't sign with the Cowboys? That would have been an interesting signing too, because if you think about Tony Pollard, especially in the wake of Zeke Elliott leaving the Cowboys. And the way everybody was expecting, okay, now it's Tony Pollard's time to shine. Another example of a running back who this offseason was a part of the chorus of us running backs, we don't get enough respect, we don't get enough money, had kind of an underwhelming season for the Dallas Cowboys compared to what expectations were. 
It, 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 Dalvin Cook made sense going to the Dallas Cowboys. All right, we'll get back to these games as we're heading down the stretch. Six games with a couple of huge games based on the outcome. Who's going to be in the playoffs? Who's out? Much more coming up. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Four-man front for the Titans. Dropping is Trevor. Looking, looking. Fires in the left side of the end. The level's going to be caught for the touchdown. Evan Ingram in the left corner in the end zone. Touchdown, Jacksonville. That's WJXL AM 1010 and FM 92.5 Jaguars Radio Network. So the Jags trying to get back in this game. Trail the Titans 28-20. to 12 minutes ago in the fourth quarter, Jags need to win to not only win their division, but to make it into the postseason. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Steve Hartman and Rich Ornberger. We're live from the TireRack.com studios. Hey, shortly after the show, our podcast is going up. If you missed any of today's show, be sure to check out the podcast. Just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcast, And be sure to also follow, rate, and review the podcast. Again, just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcast, And you'll see this show posted right after we go off the air. All right, let me run down the scores right now quickly around the NFL. 13 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Bengals 31 zip over the Browns. Browns sitting everyone out of this game. The Lions still lead the Vikings 20-13. to Start of the fourth quarter there. Again, the Titans leading the Jaguars 28-20. to And the Jags have the ball back, trying to get a comeback here and salvage their season. Jets, Patriots. Can we just call this one right now? uh, Sorry. Before you move off that, let's update that real quick. 26-13 Detroit Lions. Amon Ross St. Brown, number 10 touchdown on the season. No Pro Bowl for you. No Pro Bowl for you. <laughs> that's so, that's still no Pro Bowl for you. Stupid. No Pro Bowl. Uh, Jets, Patriots. Yeah, six to three. Jets start of the fourth quarter. All right, big game. Saints and Falcons. Again, the winner stays alive as far as the playoffs are concerned. Saints lead the Falcons thirty-one to seventeen. We got thirteen minutes to go in the fourth quarter in that game, and the Buccaneers lead the Panthers nine nothing. The Panthers were on the move. And then Bryce Young got hit, fumbled the ball, and the Bucks get the ball back. So the Bucks in pretty good shape right now, Rich. 535 to go, lead nine to nothing. And again, the Panthers well on their way to being shut out for the second straight week. Just doing Chicago a huge favor here because regardless of the outcome of the game between the Bears and the Packers later, even though I'm sure Bears fans would love, love, love to knock the Packers out of the playoffs, they'll win the offseason because they have all that draft capital to work with. And if they trade down from that first overall pick, they'll have even more this season and years to come, which if I were in Matt Eberflus and Ryan Pohl's shoes, that's exactly what I would do. With a little job security, at least one more year, you stick it out with Justin Fields, you get some more draft capital, you bring in some players around that team to really improve the other pieces in place, and then my pitch to ownership after the season, depending on how the season finishes, whether it's a great season with with, um, Justin Fields where obviously they would be extended and things are going well, or even if it isn't, you could say, look, we, we just need to fix this quarterback position and we're all set. We're ready to rock. So it's an important offseason for the Chicago Bears, and it's all thanks to a very good idea, <laughs> trading with the Carolina Panthers, and then the unfortunate reality for the Panthers on the other side of the Bryce Young selection. By the way, this is exactly where the Panthers were, excuse me, the Packers were 
I'm trying to remember, what year did the Lions... I believe it was last year the Lions knocked the Packers out of the playoffs. Right, the last game of the year. The game was in Green Bay... And the Lions won the game and knocked the Packers out. That was the Sunday so, night football game. Yep. Right. So yep. it's the exact same scenario for the Packers. Just Home a game, different NFC win. North rival. Yeah, and a different quarterback for the <laughs> Packers. All right, so we'll see how that all plays out. Looking at some of the other games coming up a little bit later on. Broncos and the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders have to make a decision as far as their coach is concerned. Antonio Pierce has come in, and he certainly has won the support of his players Players across the board are saying, this is our guy. But yesterday, Adam Kaplan, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider, when asking about the Jim Harbaugh sweepstakes, if indeed he's leaving leaving Michigan, we asked him, who's in the lead? He goes, the Raiders are in the lead. So how do you think that would play with the Raiders? You, you had Basaccia, and you decided to go with Josh McDaniels. That failed. And you got a team that's 100% behind this coach, Pierce, and you're going to give him his walking papers to bring in Jim Harbaugh. And with all the success Harbaugh has had, he comes with a complicated personality that can take over a team quite quickly. And he's been out of the NFL game for a while now. It's been a decade since he left the San Francisco 49ers. I, I think it's I think it's the wrong move. I really do. I think you what you have with Antonio Pierce is a guy who understands the player mind at the NFL level. He's a guy who has been able to captivate a locker room and has been able to steady a, a ship that was, frankly, in turbulent waters with Josh McDaniels. He lost that locker room. And Antonio Pierce was able to put the pieces back together. And that Raiders defense was incredibly successful at times throughout the end of the season. And if they can build on that, you know, if they can build on that this offseason, maybe add some pieces in the draft or free agency, if they can stabilize things at quarterback, which is the number one thing you need to do if you're the Raiders this offseason, well, then you got a real shot next season at, you know, doing some work in that division. Because think about where the Chiefs are right now. That's unsteady. Travis Kelsey's future, I don't know how much longer he's going to be able to do this for. He's looking like age is starting to catch up with him. Um, Patrick Mahomes has looked uneven at times this season, even though he's barely the problem there. I think the supporting cast is a bigger issue. Their defense has been good, but overall shakier for the Chiefs. Chargers were a disaster this season. They're looking for a new head coach. They still have a great quarterback, but that's amounted to a hill of beans, like an even record over Justin Herbert's career with the Chargers so far. And Denver's a mess. So if there's ever a time to have a little continuity and consistency, the Raiders in my opinion, would be foolish to get rid of Antonio Pierce. All right, uh, Chris was very uh, quick to jump in with that Lions touchdown. He did not jump in quickly when the Vikings immediately answered We're back. waiting for you to finish. Uh, Jordan Addison uh, on the receiving end. Got Flipped. one hell of a shootout in Detroit. Yeah, they've yeah, held, no so far do you held Nick Mullins to 351 yards passing in this game uh, at the start of the fourth quarter. That's, <laughs> That's just decided now he's just going to chuck it down the field and hopes Addison or Jefferson are there. Well, right. You should have seen Bo's face when uh, Addison 
when when Addison caught that though. I yeah, think Bo has some interest. Yeah, right. there's some interest. In All that right, well, let's happen. not spoil things. It's it's time to find out what's trending right now. The true expert oh, on what's Lord. going on around the National Football League is ready to roll, Monty Bolaños. Yes, I am. Let's actually keep talking about this Vikings Lions game because Justin Jefferson came in today's game with 882 yards. Well, he now has 10 receptions, 176 yards, and a touchdown. He missed seven games. He still broke a thousand receiving yeah. yards. He's still He's, the best. If I had to choose one wide receiver yeah. in this league, and there are a lot of great ones, yeah. I'd still take Justin Jefferson. Yeah, like seven games missed, and he didn't play for like two, like, in, you know, had a limited yeah. ex- in two games. Oh, no, he's still, he is still kicking butt. But the Lions are on top of the Vikings, 27 to 20, early in the fourth quarter. It's been still all bangles against the Browns. Jake Browning, 157 yards, 56 yards in the air, three touchdowns, one interception. Bengals on top, 31-0, early in the fourth quarter. The Jaguars managed to cut their deficit to eight after Trevor Lawrence connected with Evan Ingram. They currently have the ball at Tennessee's one-yard line. It's third and goal, so they're knocking on the door, and they're down by eight to the Titans, 28 to 20, eight minutes to go. Yes, the Jags can win the AFC South title if they come back and beat the Titans. Trevor Lawrence in his first game back, 256 yards, two touchdowns in the air, also two interceptions. Derrick Henry, 15 carries, 148 yards, and one touchdown. The Jets are beating the Patriots. Still 6-3 is the score. We've gone scoreless so far in the second half of this one. The Saints have extended their lead over the Falcons. 34-17 is the score. Ten minutes to go in this one. And the Buccaneers are beating the Panthers, but it's not the type of game I was expecting, fellas. Uh, Baker Mayfield has just thrown for 123 yards. All of the scoring for Tampa Bay has been field goals. 9-0 is the score. I think this game is about to end in a couple of, what, two minutes or something like that? So we'll see if they can hold on because they're only up 9-0. For the game to come later today between the Chiefs and the Chargers, the Chiefs have rolled out tight end Travis Kelsey for their season finale. This was a coach's decision. So his streak of seven straight seasons of at least 1,000 receiving yards coming to an end. He ends with 984. Oh, I'm watching right now. Jacksonville, they had Trevor Lawrence on a fourth and goal oh, at the one-yard no. line. And he tried to sneak it, actually extend his arm. Did he fumble it? Well, they're they're saying, I don't know if the ball reached the goal line. I thought they got a bad mark. Oh, my goodness. And they come up It is a short. turnover um, on now down. Now watch this. So he tries to reach over. And he's short. He's short, yeah. yeah. He oh. is short. I thought they got jobbed on the mark on third down. I thought it was like at the half-yard line. They ruled it at the one. He rolled out through an incomplete pass. They went for it, so they Jacksonville having to win is still down eight. They should have just perfectly executed the brotherly shove, and then they would have scored that touchdown, gang. Yeah, that's he was so close. I think you could put a paper in between the ball and the end zone there. Yeah, maybe an index card. Like an index card. That's literally <laughs> all that was needed, unfortunately. Right. Well, it's interesting. Still seven minutes to go. Plenty of time left, but uh, and the Titans will have to take over their own inch yard line there. Monsi, did we cover it all there We for did. You? All we right. did. We're good. They're all good. All right, Monsi, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Once again, this is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. So the Jaguars in need of a win. Very simple. If they lose, they are out. They are done. Steeler fans will rejoice because that will mean the Steelers have punched their ticket to the postseason. Saints are pulling away from the Falcons already leading 34-17. to They have a first down uh, after a Desmond Ritter fumble. So it looks like the Falcon season's over. Now, if 
the Buccaneers win, and they have a ball first and goal at the Carolina 10-yard line, leading 9-0. We've hit the two-minute warning. Even if the Bucs win to clinch the division, the Saints are not eliminated as a possible wildcard team. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you are the man in charge of these Saints. Okay. And the wild card scenarios you, for the hang Saints. On, do you want me to pull up the notes again? I, so yeah, tell me, it, let's let's hang assume on. the Buccaneers hang on against the Panthers yes. and win the NFC South. The Saints beat the Falcons to get to nine and eight. Correct. What do the Saints need to get in as a wild card? I know they would have to have Green Bay lose to Chicago. Do they have to have what else do they have to have happen? Do they have to have C- I think they have to have Seattle lose as well. Playoff clinching scenarios. I'm looking through it. For Saints. Hang on. Saints is a wild card. Everybody, everybody relax. Yes. I think they need for sure they need. Okay, right. They need the Packers to lose. I think they need Seattle to lose. I think that's accurate. Although I'm having trouble pulling up. I mean, obviously both those teams would go to eight and nine. They'd be nine and eight. Is there any other team that they need to lose? Here we go. Here we go. Okay. For Saints to be a wild card. Saints to be a wild card. This is what is at, or this is what needs to happen. Yes. Okay. Do not use the word tie. (sighs) Well, that's going to be difficult. There are no ties. All right. All right. All right. So New Orleans win plus a Seattle loss. Or tie. Uh, plus a Green Bay loss. All right, so both – that makes sense. All right, so in other words, the Saints, with a win, are still alive, but they would need Green Bay to lose at home to the Bears, and then they would have to have the Seahawks lose on the road against the Cardinals. Okay, so – So that would get the Saints in as a wild not, card. Not, and by the way, not completely improbable. No. I mean, if you look at the way this season has gone, especially with Arizona, the teams that they've been able to sneak up on – Oh my goodness. And the Jacksonville Jaguars with zero discipline on their defensive line were just drawn off sides. And so the Titans, who just got the turnover at their own half yard line, get five yards of breathing space. What a completely boneheaded, undisciplined play by this Jaguars defense, who in recent weeks has really faltered and has been a big reason why they've looked so shaky down the stretch. The Buccaneers cannot get in the end zone. Or are they just taking a knee right now? I think they're just taking a knee. We're into the final seconds. The Buccaneers are going to win the NFC South. In fact, that game is now over. Buccaneers beat the Panthers 9-0. Panthers finished the season 2-15, getting shut out in each of their last two games. And Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are your NFC South champions. Yeah, I mean, all they had to do was win. They just had a win, and they'd win the NFC South. So there it is. The South is decided with a 9-0 victory. Baker Mayfield, who was limping around today, he had a pretty decent day for the Bucks, and they survived to win, and that's all that matters, right? In the playoffs, it, it, and this was a playoff game for the Bucks. If you win, you advance, and that's all you care about. They live to face whoever's next, and they get to face them in Tampa Bay because they clinched the division. Well, it's either going to be the Eagles or the Cowboys. Right. That they know. Now, you, you talk about wishful thinking. We have one Chris here who his Lions right now still hanging on to a 27-20 lead against the Vikings. If the Lions win, they could ascend to the two seed if both the Cowboys and the Eagles lose. Now, both of those teams are on the road. The Eagles are taking on the 5-11 and Giants, and the Cowboys are playing the 4-12 and Commanders division rivals. Chris, give us a scenario where you actually believe 
that both the Eagles will lose to the Giants and the Cowboys lose to the Commanders. So I think the Eagles' loss with is everything a, to play for is by a the way. lot more. Uh, realistic just seeing their defensive struggles right now. We also just saw the Giants were like had two different opportunities where they could have beaten the Rams last week. We're all still praising the Rams, but if Saquon Barkley gets his hands on that two-point conversion or they don't miss a field goal, the Giants win that game. So the Giants are still fighting very hard at the end of the year. Commanders, that one's a little more tricky. The Commanders haven't won a game since the middle of November. Well, However, here's, here's the this guarantee. Spot Ron last Rivera year, will be fired tomorrow. That's sure. 100 but this spot last year, week 18, the Commanders did beat the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's not happening. This <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying, like, th- this, this isn't impossible. This uh, isn't a me, team that will let, roll let, over. Let, 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 talk about, <laughs> yeah. you know, we, we always know that every year you're going to have six or seven, on average, six and a half coaches are fired every year, right? That's correct. We've already had three with Carolina, the Chargers, and the Raiders looking for coaches. Okay. The Cowboys. Mike McCarthy. Go ahead. If they go belly up in the first round of the playoffs again. Like if they lose at home to the Green Bay Packers or if they lose on the road to Tampa Bay. If they lose in the first round of the playoffs. Yep. Well, I'm just giving you likely scenarios. Like if they're the first wild card team. Or then, let's say they, they end up as yeah. a wild card team and go to Tampa That's and lose. That's what I said. Yeah. yeah if they yeah. go to Tampa and they lose or if they host the Green Bay Packers and they lose. You're saying Mike McCarthy gone? Gone. Wow. Gone. How about that? I mean, the clock is ticking on Jerry, right? <laughs> oh, I mean, it, I mean, you know, it he's, though? He's, not, he's not getting <laughs> any younger. Do you, do you think the other guy in the NFC is in the same scenario? Who's that, Sirianni? Nick Sirianni? Interesting thought. I don't think so. No. I think both of these guys are safe. Well, Sirianni at least got to a Super Bowl. I mean, what so is Mike McCar- Doug, Doug Peterson won one, and he got canned after a, a bad year. That is true. All it took yeah, was but, one. But, that but this was, isn't a bad year, though. The Eagles, I yeah. mean, the Eagles, it, was, it wasn't it was as profoundly well, well, dominant well, as on. it was Slow last down, year. Rich. Slow down, there. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. We're talking okay. to an okay. Eagles sorry. diehard. Sorry, sorry. Do you sorry. want Nick Sirianni <laughs> I don't know. He's fired? pretty hard today for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, I mean I it's tell. like, yeah, we were what going is going on today? here? I think the Nick Sirianni stuff works if they're winning games. And when they're well, not winning games, true it draws of any a little. Coach, it was like Belichick. Boy, it really works when he's winning. Yeah, and so Belichick's good? about to get canned, isn't he? Not according to Rich. Well, I, no, no, no. What I said is, I think the most likely scenario is that he stays in New England. However, could I see Belichick game fired? Absolutely. He's had, a, he, first of all, Mac Jones, his starting quarterback, the most important position on the team has regressed year after year after year since they took him with a 15th overall pick. That's not good. Second of all, that, that team feels like it's bur- like just completely, there's just a dearth of talent everywhere you look. Who's the superstar? Pick one. Who's the superstar on the New England Patriots? You go around the league. And you can pick a superstar off of just about any roster. Like, where's the star player? It's not best when the top player on that roster is probably Ramondre Stevenson to start the year. That's what I'm saying. It's it's him or uh, Barmore, and that's not moving needles for anybody. No, I mean, it doesn't get anybody excited. Well, that's all in Belichick. He's made every pick. And that's my point. So can I see an argument for him to lose his job? Yeah, absolutely. I just don't think he will. I think the most likely scenario is based on the contract he just signed, he'll stay. However, yeah, I mean, look, 
good coaches have been fired for less than what Sirianni has done, uh, for less than what McCarthy has Marty done. Marty Schottenheimer was fired after a 14-2 and two season by the Chargers. 14-2! and two! <laughs> Yes. And never coached again. All right, uh, Jets had a field goal, 9-3 over the Patriots, and what could be the final game ever for Belichick on the sideline for the Patriots. We roll on to the finish line on these six games around the NFL. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. One more kneel down. Here's the final snap of the game to Baker Mayfield. The kneel is down. The shutout preserved. The Buccaneers win our third consecutive NFC South Championship. Celebrate. Celebrate, Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in the playoffs with a 9-8 and record. Baker Mayfield, new quarterback. Chase McLaughlin, a new kicker. They both play a big, big part of the success this team has had. That's 98 Rock Buccaneers Radio Network. Not overwhelming emotion. The amazing thing is, by the way, essentially the, they're the same team <laughs> under Baker Mayfield they were under Tom Brady last year. The voice of the Buccaneers there, yeah. giving the fans like the, yeah. the directive or the players to celebrate. Yeah, we so, were doing yeah. this in talkback. Yes. It might be one of my favorite clips. Yeah, celebrate, 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 you celebrate. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Go on, a little, bit of, I'm a little bit of Sean Connery there. It's like yeah. one of the stars in the sky just pinholes the cushion of the night. Yeah. Who knows, Highlander. <laughs> Well, the fact is they didn't miss Tom Brady. I mean, in, no. in so many ways, Baker Mayfield just picked up exactly where Tom Brady was. This is the same team Dude, as they were last year. Honestly speaking, Baker Mayfield is just as good as Tom Brady, just like you said, Steve. Just this year. <laughs> at the end of Tom Brady's like 58th year in the league. No. Take, I, mean, I agree Mayfield, with what you're I saying. Mean, I mean, the results are the same. The results are the same, and who knows? I mean, you, honestly, the results could be identical, meaning you got to play Dallas in the first round of the postseason. Well, no, no, no. They might play Philadelphia. They they could. Right now, it's looking like the Eagles. Right. But, the, I mean, now, if they were to knock off the Eagles, even in Tampa, that would be a big story. Oh, it'd be. <laughs> really? I mean, and that would be it for Nick Sirianni. Let, let me ask you, Bo. If the Eagles, as the wild card, go into Tampa and lose to the Bucks in the first round, would that be the end of Nick Sirianni? I think so, yeah. Wow. Jeez, you heard one year removed from the Super Bowl. Can't believe this. This is, I mean, I, <laughs> okay. And, and it's also, always it's always easier wait, to fire at 11, coaches. At Who 11, would you bring in at eleven and five, Nick Sirianni. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean, potentially so, a twelve win, Nick Sirianni. Something, uh, something. Uh, I think I mentioned with Steve yesterday, or no, it was uh, with Martin and VJ later in the afternoon. Uh, remember last year when we gave the Vikings a bunch of crap for losing a bunch of one or winning a bunch of one score games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at what the Eagles have done in their wins this but, year. But hang on, pause. So you're saying, and by the way, the Vikings smartly retained their 12-win, double-digit winning, I forget how many wins, but their double-digit winning head coach Kevin O'Connell. You're telling me a year removed from a Super Bowl berth, and after a 12-win season, even because- They did it to because, Doug Peterson. Wait, hang on, hang on. Yeah, I, wait, I, wait, wait, because they won too many of those games close, they're like, that's it, we've seen enough, you idiot, I, I you're think- out! I think the willingness by Jeffrey Lurie to move on from Doug Peterson the way he did yeah. wouldn't mean that Nick Sirianni is necessarily safe. I think that Nick Sirianni's act kind of but ru- it rubs people the wrong way if the Eagles aren't winning all these football games. Well, I, okay, I, d- I definitely look, that is true of any head coach and we kind of had that conversation at break, but I will I will ask you this. Do you think that the re- more of a reason why Doug Peterson got the hook was because 
of disagreements internally with the front I, office. I think with the staffing and yeah. stuff like that. But, I mean, that's kind of popping up again here, too, with the uh, with, with Brian Johnson and then the quick switch, quick switch to uh, Matt Patricia. Mm. All right, we have one game currently going on that matters that is still in play. The Jaguars and the Titans, they just got to the two-minute warning. Oh, just missed Ridley. Cal Ridley right there. That was within inches of a huge play for Jacksonville that would have put him into prime this, scoring position. This is the second time in this game, and, and they uh. converted on the last one for a touchdown that Calvin Ridley has been running four to five yards behind the Titans' defense wide open. I mean, that ball, if you want to nitpick the, the throw, I mean, it was a little long, but Calvin Ridley got both his hands on that one. Oh my gosh, what what a missed opportunity there for the Jacksonville Jaguars with 153 remaining. All right, third and two from their own 33-yard line trying to keep the and now they're going to have a fourth down. They got to go for it. I mean there <laughs> yeah. you you have no, I mean there is nothing you can do. You are out of timeouts. Right, so- I mean, let's go. All right, so fourth down play In season the on the line I know. for the Jaguars. And we're getting close, but run we, the I play. think we run the run play, the play, run the play. Run Don't the play. take too long. If Tennessee they, fans are getting if fired. They turn up. the ball over here. All right, they're running to the line. We have seconds. Should Ten we just seconds. speculate on what's going to happen here? I say Fourth conversion. Two. I say conversion. All right, four. Five, here it is. Here it is. Three. Four. Oh. Three, oh, oh, what a, two. oh, what a, oh, what a, play. oh, what a, what happens next? This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Takes the snap, drops back, throws one over the middle, tipped, and on the inner, Karam, it's intercepted by Tony Adams. And Tony Adams will just turn turtle and cover up the football. That's Jets Radio Network, and we'll give you a full update on what they're doing to the New England Patriots. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. We're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, we're going to help get you there in unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We're inside two minutes to go, and the Jets scored a touchdown on a Brees Hall play. Brees Hall has, get this, 
174 yards rushing on 36 carries for the Jets today against the vaunted Belichick defense. The Jets went for two. Inside two minutes to go, leading fifteen to thirteen, instead of just going to sixteen and thirteen. Oh God! Sixteen, excuse me, sixteen to three. They went for two. They lead seventeen to three. They flashed to Bob Kraft, the owner of the Patriots. He jumped out of his chair. He looked like yelling at somebody. Give me a phone. Belichick in the entire second half. They have shown him fifty times. He's got a mask over his face. He has no headset on. Yeah. He obviously, his mouth is covered. And oh, my has gosh. Been the entire second they, half. Wait a second. No, did they just recover the onside? Did they just try an onside kick? What the hell just happened here? We had a fumble on the kickoff. Oh, my God. No, the ball. Oh, he was okay. down. He was okay. down. Okay, okay. Because the kickoff play, the ball went loose. Did it? Nah, that, I think it's about Is that ball go. out? Because the returner may have fumbled the football. That's what's being looked at right I, now. I got news for you. This game is over. Hang on a second. Let me just read. Let Whether me, this is on. a fumble or not a fumble is not going to matter know, in the outcome of this game. So the Jets turn over the football on downs. Okay. And then the New England Patriots throw an interception. However, the Jets defender who intercepted the pass then fumbled the football and the Jets got it back. Followed by two plays later, Zappy throws another interception, followed by the Brees Hall touchdown rush on the ensuing drive. Can, can Okay, can the Belichick era in New England or altogether, if he decides to retire from coaching, can it end this way? Yes. Like, this is going to be the parting sequence? It ends sequence? this way because I got news for you. It's only going to get worse. How do you it's know that? It's not going to get better well, next year. Well, how do you with, know that? Because I'm watching this roster. It is deplete okay. of talent. Okay. It, by the way. Time just, for a quick conspiracy theory. Yeah. What if Tom Brady comes out of retirement and plays <laughs> okay. for the New England Patriots last Tom next, Brady's next season? Tom Brady's going to walk into his thirty-six he, million dollar a year job next he season. He said. He yeah. said on his podcast. He yeah. said, "I would have come back. I would have not retired if it weren't for my friends throwing me a surprise retirement party." By the way, you're welcome, Tom. You know, consider what? myself a close. You, and you dear know what friend. I would say right now if I were the Patriots, I would take a knee. At home to run out the final seconds. Oh man, <laughs> I would. I would. It's seventeen to three. There's forty two seconds left. You just had your quarterback sack. Belichick is. He hasn't been mic'd up the entire second half. How do you know that? You haven't been paying close enough attention to his attire. They've, they've shown him a thousand <laughs> times in the second half. There has to be a reason. He's got no headset on. His mouth is covered. It's freezing. Obviously, yeah, Robert. Kraft, right now. Uh... He did a beeline to the exit. Did Rob, the, did, uh, yeah, he yeah, he's got not. up, shook hands, and he, well, he left. You know, oh, hang on, hang on. He's not leaving. He's not leaving. He probably just came down to the sideline to shake Bill's <laughs> hand and say, Bill, now it's important for you to understand, next season we're going to have a much better season. Uh, bye, Can't wait. wait to see you after a break. I'll, I'll tell you another coach that might be in trouble. Arthur Smith and the Falcons lost 48-17 to to the Fal- uh, to the Saints. So the Falcons lose. 48 to 17. Arthur Blank was down on the field as well. Look into look at Belichick. Is he adding layers? See, look, he's wearing a headset. I oh, told there he you. is. Now he is. He put I told one on. You, you I think he was told that Bob Kraft was coming to the field. <laughs>
He just put one on. No, you're t- it's wait, not even a real wait, wait. mic. You're, tell- you're telling me that he put that on just so it's not he can prove to mic. Bob Kraft that he's actually coaching today? His mouth is covered so he can't there hear him. Is n- you are you are <laughs> on with that. today. I'll tell <laughs> no, you right now. I, why are they showing him constantly right now? Bill Belichick stands on business. <laughs> I thought we had this conversation. Do you punt right now or you go for it on fourth and seven with 26 seconds to go down 14? Okay. I, I would punt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're a real sick, man. Hey, all right, they're going to go for it. Okay, yeah, of course they're it. going to go for it. They're trailing by two scores. Right. There's a comeback here happening in Foxborough. Do you believe in miracles? Why are the runs out of, He just runs football. out of bounds three yards short of the first down. That ends the season. There hey, you go. hey, Bailey. Oh, now he took off the headset. I know, I know. But it's... <laughs> we, I'm telling you, that headset was headset. not on. We can't even be sure that that's actually Bill Belichick. Check you guys. I mean, it could be an okay. imposter. You remember last year? <laughs> he's, with, he's in the he's in the HVAC right now, about to descend upon Steve Hartman. With, yeah, with the whole Demar Hamlin, is it or isn't it a body double? Like maybe it is a Belichick body double today. I have no idea, but whoever that that's four and thirteen. It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. Right now, Bill is currently in LA. Before kickoff of the Chargers game. Actually, is that in Denver? He might be in Denver. Uh, before kickoff of the Chargers game, interviewing for the head coaching job. He has a body double on the sideline right now who's dressed like a ninja, Bill Belichick. Can you? He's wearing the face mask. All right, I do have a question. Another tiebreaker question for the playoffs. So, yes, indeed, okay, the on. Jacksonville Jaguars lost. They were eliminated. The Steelers in the playoffs. The seven teams in the playoffs are set in the AFC now. Ravens, Dolphins, Chiefs, Texans, Browns, Bills, and Steelers. Yes, yes, the yes. The question is this. Go ahead. If Miami loses. Correct. Are they the five seed? They would be 11-6. and six. The Browns are 11-6. and six. Well, Buffalo would be the would be the AFC winner. So yeah, I'm not talking about. I say who would be the five seed? It would be Miami. Yeah, is Miami? Does Miami win the tiebreaker over the Browns? They'd both be eleven and six. Uh, Anybody? Anybody? Yeah, let me because I'm trying to figure out the Texans now end up winning the division. Think about that for a second. They won their division. <laughs> so they yeah. will be hosting right now, it says the Cleveland Browns. But if the Dolphins lose, they would fall to eleven and six. The Bills win the East. So it'd be a tiebreak between the Browns and the Dolphins. Hang on. Browns, Dolphins, tiebreaker. Uh oh, they're showing the resume of Belichick. I think he's already been fired. You think that's it? Well, you- I don't know. They're they're showing his his all time resume now. This can't possibly be over. <laughs> Guys, it, he'll be back. Four Everything's fine. I saw the report that Kraft wants to avoid another Brady scenario, so I, I feel like if it does end, there's going to be a mutual parting of ways by the end of the week here. I I, I don't think there'll be well, anything there's mutual nothing, about it. I agree with you. There's no mutual parting. <laughs> we, I mean, we know it won't be mutual, I but I that's what they're they tell say, everybody. Well, he's earned the right not to be fired. What else would you call it? Well, I mean, if he's not back. He has a contract. He's fired. Speaking speaking of earning the right to be fired, have you guys seen Arthur Smith post game here with uh, Dennis Allen? Getting he was uh, he's screaming at him for scoring a touchdown to make it forty eight to seventeen instead of 41, 41 to seventeen. Yeah, well, here's what happened. So uh, uh, Tyron Matthew had an interception. We turned it to the one yard line. I was asking Rich, you're up forty one to seventeen. You have a first down at the one yard line. Do you score a touchdown or you just take a knee to run it out? They went for the touchdown. Yeah, the answer is always yes. You score more. Yeah, more, more, and more. All right, then on the NFC side now. 
The Packers win. Okay. They're in. Do you want to hear? Okay, the, go ahead. What's so the deal? Conference with- tiebreakers go like this. Yeah. Head to head. But there were no head-to-head games between the Browns and the Dolphins. Okay, next would be conference record. Conference record. So you got to count up if the Dolphins the, lose today, they would be what in the conference? Mm, see that I don't know. Okay. So that we're, we have some homework to do. Then it goes to common games yeah. where you played against light competitors. Then it goes to strength of victory, which gets right. pretty abstract. I got the, I got the numbers right now. How Here's, good the teams were that you beat, which the Browns undoubtedly would have beaten hold, hold more on. good teams than the hold Dolphins. Hold on, I got it right now. Then of course it goes to no, points no, no, scored no. slash no. allowed combined ranking. Forget all that. Forget all that. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Browns are the five seed. So the Browns ended up with an eight and four conference record. If Miami loses, they'd be seven and five in the conference. Oh, there you so go. So the Browns are there locked into the five seed. So how about this game, guys? Cleveland at Houston. Cleveland at Houston. Joe Flacco's elite. Joe Flacco's elite. So is CJ Stroud. Buddy, Joe Flacco <laughs> in his historic Super Bowl run beat Andrew Luck. Then he beat Peyton Manning, then he beat Tom Brady, then he beat Colin Kaepernick in comeback fashion. All right, Joe Flacco. If if they if, if Bo, Cle- I'm telling you, asking Cleveland you right has now. to go to, to Houston. Cleveland at Houston. Who are you taking? One million points to seven. I'm taking the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I like the Browns in that one. With I Joe really Flacco. like the Browns. Going with the Browns. I, and I, Chris, I love CJ Stroud and what he's done this year. So do I. I just, just got to take the Browns. I, I'm in not that even one. doing like the Flacco thing right now. That is a top five defense in Cleveland. Like uh, on top of everything we do with, with and, Joe and, Flacco, okay, that is a top okay. five defense. But hang on a second. Like, where does Flacco rank? If the defense is top five, is Flacco like. He ranks elite. What's higher than one? Alpha, elite. Yeah. Thank you. By the way, if Miami loses, asterisk. If Miami loses, yeah, that means they end up as the sixth seed, and they'd be heading to Kansas City. Miami at Kansas City. That's a fun game. I I think both of those games are really fun. Styles make fights, right? You know, so Cleveland with their bully defense going against the rookie quarterback and D'Amico Ryan's at home in Houston, Joe Flacco off the couch taking naps at halftime of of primetime games. I mean, that's intriguing. And then Dolphins, Chiefs, two of the, well, arguable over the past five seasons or three seasons highest powered offenses, that's going to be a fun watch too. Now, if you're the Chiefs, You'd much rather play the Steelers. So if the Bills lose... From the Fox Sports Studios in Los... Hello. Yes. Exactly. Already getting a starter next week. We got all kinds play of... Play the horns. Effects. Fire them play up. Uh, <laughs> if the Miami Dolphins prevail, yeah. that means that the Bills will get in as the seventh seed, moving the Steelers up to the sixth seed. So Kansas City would like to see Pittsburgh, I would think, rather than Miami. Oh, yeah. You'd rather see Mason Rudolph or Tua <laughs> yeah. Tungabailoa? Uh, Mason Rudolph. <laughs> However. <laughs> but then again, that's, look, and, and wait, wait, wait. T.J. Watt's dealing with a knee injury, though, right? So another reason why you'd prefer to see the Steelers. Think about this. You would have Buffalo at Miami two straight weeks. Buffalo at Miami two straight. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah if Miami yeah. wins yep, tonight, yep, yep, they're yep, the yep. two seed, and Buffalo yep. would be the seven seed. That's exactly correct. So we're just we're just going to do it again. You got to be careful when you have games like that. Well, yeah, because you don't want to show too much. Exactly. Maybe have the backups play in this one. <laughs>
<laughs> protect the game script. All right, we have a much clearer picture of the playoffs, even if our explanation is not clarifying anything for you. We'll figure it out. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. And, Tony, the disappointment of it is you're a team that was sitting at 8-3 and three and in firm control of, of everything, and then, and, then, and then it changed significantly. It's a team that's going to wind up losing five of its final six, six games after having so much promise early in the year. It's a long season, Frank. Yeah. And, you know, it's, we've talked about it all the time in this league. Really what you do in December is what matters most. And this team was not good in December. That's WJXL AM 1010 and FM 92.5, the Jaguars radio network. So they told the story right there, sitting at eight and three, running away with the AFC South. And then all of a sudden things went south. And from December on, they go one and five the rest of the way. Jaguars lose today on the road against the Titans, and they have been eliminated from the postseason. Once again, this is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. We're live from the Tyrac.com studios. All right, so we had six games this morning. We're about to kick off seven games. They never had an afternoon schedule like this. So uh, the big games are the Bears at the Packers. Packers win they're in. Now, if the Packers lose to the Bears, next up would be the Seahawks. The Seahawks are on the road against the Cardinals. So a Packers loss and a Seahawks win, and they're in. If both the Packers and Seahawks lose, then the New Orleans Saints (laughs) get into the playoffs. So those are the scenarios right now as far as the playoffs. And the NFC side, as we mentioned, the AFC side, the only thing to be determined right now is who's going to win the AFC East. We're going to find out later tonight as the Miami Dolphins host the Buffalo Bills. Now, if the Dolphins beat the Bills, guess who they'll play in the next round of the playoffs? First round. They will host the Buffalo Bills because the Bills will drop to a seven seed and Miami would be the two seed. I love this so much. Yes. I, I mean, this is this is what's beautiful about the end of the regular season. For all the conversation about who's benching all their starters, Baltimore's not playing anyone, the Rams are starting a backup, Carson Wentz taking on whoever it is out there in San Francisco. I mean, there are some dog games on this schedule, but there are so many games of consequence, and there are outcomes where truly, for example, Chicago playing for nothing. I mean, they've already shored up the main goal this season at this point with a lost season from a playoff standpoint, which is to have the first overall pick and, and they had nothing to do with it. The Carolina Panthers did all the work for them. So I I mean, all they're playing for is just keeping the Packers out of the wild card. And the Packers last year, last game of the year against the lions win put them into the playoffs and they lost at home to the Lions. I, and you look at Justin Fields and what his season has looked like after coming back from the thumb injury, the heater that the Bears have gone on. I mean, he could finish the season with a little momentum heading into offseason, whatever that means. There's no such thing as momentum into an offseason, but you catch my drift. When it comes down to an organization making a decision on your future potentially, whether you, you get traded, you get extended potentially. I mean, could you see that? Justin Fields with a big win over a divisional rival. If the Bears find a way to embarrass the Packers and he has a dynamite game, maybe you get to the negotiation table and you say, hey, Fields, we're going to sign you long term, but it's going to be for a song. It's going to be for something 
something comparable to the Daniel Jones contract. And if it works out, the Bears look like geniuses. Well, again, the Bears' future is hinging on Justin Fields because they have the number one pick in the draft. They have control of their own destiny in the draft. Caleb Williams is there if you want him. He's right there. Yep. No one can take him away from you. Caleb Williams is yours if you want him. So let so me. So you say, all right, hang we on, have Justin on. Fields who goes into today with a career record of 10 and 27 as a starting quarterback, or Caleb Williams is right there. I'm going to give you. It's you got to pick one of these two options, right? You either you either use that draft capital however else you want to use it, not on a quarterback, right? You want to trade down, you want to rebuild the offensive line, get offensive weapons like Harrison Jr. out of uh, out of Ohio State, whoever, whatever. But you're not allowed to get a quarterback because you've signed Justin Fields to a four year extension. And it's something shy of what Daniel Jones got in New York, right? So, I don't know, 35 a year, right? Because he hasn't had as much success even as Daniel Jones in his time as a starting quarterback. So, you get him for a song. You build a team around him. Also, he's more of a tradable asset than Daniel Jones, even with his injury history, because he's such an explosive athlete. All right, I think, let me stop you okay, right so, there. So, wait, I, but that's option I A. I hang to the trade that, value of Justin Fields. But Hang on, that's option A. Option B is... You draft Caleb Williams. Which one would you rather do? I know I am steadfast if you're giving me those two options. I'm trying to extend him for a low amount so that if he is awesome, then we look like geniuses. If he's, you know, what he's been, which is kind of average at times, really explosive at times, at least he's tradable with a low ceiling salary or lower ceiling salary. All right, I do not want to take anything away from Patrick Mahomes because his record speaks for itself. He's been unbelievable. He's been unbelievable. But you talk about a perfect scenario. He walks onto a team that was already a playoff team with an established coach in Andy Reid, and he had a guy, Alex Smith, there who's not only an outstanding quarterback but also someone that he could watch to play the game right and, for learn, an entire, from. and learn from for an entire year. He has Tyreek Hill. The single most dangerous receiver in the National Football League, and Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in the league. So he has weapons which help him early on in developing a lot of confidence. So you're working with a lot of people around you that are really good players. It's elevating your game quickly, and it builds your confidence. Right. And all of a sudden, you feel like, all right, I belong. You're I can man. do this, and you're the man. What we found out this year with Patrick Mahomes. Still a great quarterback, but they've come down. The wide receiver position's been a mess. More drop passes than any other wide receiver core around the National Football League. And Travis Kelsey at 34 is finally on the downside of his career. So all of a sudden, Mahomes' numbers look ordinary, certainly by his standards. Sure. And this gets back to the Caleb Williams situation. You know, you look at Justin Fields and you look at that record of 10 and 27. That guy sucks. What do they have? And by the way, if they just stand pat, they just stand pat and they draft Caleb Williams, is it going to be any better for Caleb Williams than it was for Justin Fields? Look, this is... Do you remember Justin Fields' playoff game against Clemson when he threw those six touchdown passes? I do. Listen. And I was like, wow. Look at Justin Fields' 
college statistics. Yes. Look at Caleb Williams' college statistics. By the way, uh, I'm telling you right now, they're much more comparable than people remember. This is Justin the, Fields had a year is, where he went into the playoff with 40 touchdowns and one pick. Exactly. That, 41. Th- this guy was sensational at Ohio State. It was unreal. Justin Fields, I'm telling you, statistically, was just as incredible as Caleb Williams. On paper, when you compare these two. Now I understand. Caleb Williams is is a dynamic athlete, and he has that. So is Justin Fields. But yeah, when you look at Justin Fields at the NFL level, he can make NFL defenders look like they're moving in slow motion because he has rare athleticism at the NFL level. We have never seen Caleb Williams play a snap in the league. We have no idea if he can do it. For everybody out there who is trumpeting and singing the praises of, for example, a Bryce Young coming out of Alabama, he's the first overall pick to Carolina. They missed. I mean, if we're going to talk about this year in a vacuum, who knows what happens in year two, year three. Maybe Bryce Young develops into a bright young superstar in this league. We'll see. But in one year in a vacuum, they missed. Carolina is reeling right now. They fired their coach. They're searching for their next one. It's a disaster right now for the Panthers. That's the problem with everybody who sits around and watches college football and is wowed by the amazing arm talent of a Caleb Williams because guess what? As much as I like Caleb Williams, and I do, I don't trust him as an NFL quarterback as much as I trust Justin Fields because I've watched him do it. I've watched him win close games and hard games. I've watched him battle at the NFL level, and he's had success. It hasn't been a lot of success. He's still developing. There's no question about it. But if you're asking me today who I would throw in, who I would throw in with if my job was on the line, if I was Matt Eberflus, if I was Ryan Poles, it's Justin Fields. 2019, which was Fields' first year as the Ohio State quarterback after transferring from Georgia, they went into the playoff game against Clemson. They were 13-0, and Yep, having won the Big Ten Championship. At that point, he had 40 touchdown passes and one interception. 40 touchdowns, one interception. Pretty good. Pretty good. Not bad. The reason he didn't win the Heisman Trophy, there was a guy named Joe Burrow that Yeah, year. yeah. He was pretty good also. <laughs> Turns out he was he was also very yeah, good. Joe Burrow very that talented. year, including in the playoffs, threw 60 touchdown passes. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, again, it's hard to read. When I watched Caleb Williams play, and I, I saw a lot of Caleb Williams, he does make certain plays that you say, all right, that's special. He can make certain throws. He has mobility. There's a lot there. But it takes more than quarterback talent to win in the NFL. Everybody will tell you that. All right. Let's find out what's trending right now. Now, Monsi, we just finished six games. Are you ready for seven now? Yeah, I can't believe there's seven. I was like, I'm used to working or doing my hardest work in the morning. Correct. You know, this is usually where I chill. <laughs> yeah. And now I can't chill. I got seven <laughs> games. Seven games yeah. kicking off. I, Which, you know, it keeps the day going and all seven games are underway. Still scoreless, although the San Francisco 49ers are in the red zone against the Rams. So we'll keep you updated on these games. But six games have wrapped up. The Titans, they beat the Jaguars 28-20. to Jacksonville has been eliminated from the playoffs. The Texans are the AFC South champions. They will host the Browns in an AFC wildcard playoff game next week. The Bills and the Steelers have also clinched playoff spots with all of these wins and losses today. Derrick Henry, uh, he may have uh, said goodbye today to the Tennessee Titans fans. He went on the big screen and he basically said, Titan fans... 
thank you for the greatest eight years of my life. He had 153 yes. yards rushing today. Yes, he did on a touchdown. But And you mentioned that he'll be a free agent in March. So it seems like he said goodbye. That's what it seems like. Buccaneers have clinched their third straight NFC South title after beating the Panthers 9-0. They're going to host either Dallas or Philadelphia in a wild card playoff game next week with the Bucks win. The Falcons were eliminated. Now the Falcons, they played the Saints. The Saints crushed them 48-17. to But after the game, Arthur Smith was pissed at Dennis Allen. You could see a video. A lot of F-bombs were dropped because the Saints faked a spike at the very end with like one minute to go and they scored another touchdown. Now, is there bad blood between the two division rivals, obviously? I mean, obviously, but he, he was mad. You could tell that he was not a fan of their decision. There's already a report that uh, Dennis Allen started his post-game uh, press conference with, I'm going to apologize to Arthur Smith. Because it's like, why did you score? I get it. I mean, Riches Rich of the mindset, because this happened where Tyron Matthew had intercepted a pass mm-hmm. for the Saints and it returned it to the one-yard line. There's inside, but it didn't have to go. Exactly. Do you go for the touchdown or you take a knee? Mm-hmm. And they went for the touchdown. They went for the touchdown. Yeah. yeah. So listen, I, I here's here's my problem with this. Dennis Allen owes nobody an apology. Arthur Smith should probably find somebody else to complain to other than the opposing head coach. This is the NFL. These are millionaire coaches. They're getting paid to score points. Grow the hell up, Arthur Smith. I mean, honestly, <laughs> what, what the hell are we even doing? What, your feelings were hurt? That's so- what it is. Sorry, Artie. We left our feelings in high school football, like where it was for the love of the game. What a ridiculous series of events. And Dennis Allen, shame on you for apologizing to that madman. That's actually what the comments on Twitter are. Why are you apologizing? I'm appalled. I really <laughs> truly am. I, I, I just want to say this too. Like, as someone who's interviewed Jamal Williams twice, that is a sweet, sweet man. He deserves to have a touchdown. And his players did the right thing for him because yeah. screw you. Right. Who it's, cares? It's kind of weird that Dennis Allen would like publicly admit that his players undermined him. Oh. Yeah, but, and he did say that, that they wanted to get yeah. him what a, a touchdown. What an embarrassment for Dennis Allen. Every, yeah. Just everybody here looks I know stupid. ownership oh. wants to bring him back, but you just had a player insurrection happen in the final play of the season. All right, yep. so let's fire... Both those coaches. <laughs> I mean, let's start over. Would from wait, me anybody in the NFL really lose any sleep if both of them lost their job? I mean, I, I, I don't you, You're telling so. me you guys wouldn't miss Arthur Smith and Dennis Allen? Yeah. Exactly. Okay, well. I, maybe some. Maybe a few. Uh, we may be missing Bill Belichick in New England. Maybe the Patriots lost to the Jets 17-3. to uh, Julian Edelman did tweet. If that really is the end, it was a hell of a run, Coach. Hashtag Foxborough forever. Well, they did finish last yeah. in the AFC. A solid 16 out of 16. Yes. Four and 13. Yes, yes. And even though the <laughs> Not Browns... even the pathetic Chargers could overtake them. No, no, no. Don't talk about my pathetic Chargers. <laughs> and even though the Browns scored in the second half, the Bengals still defeated them. 31 to 14 was the final score. The seven games going on, the 49ers did score a touchdown. It looks like it was an Elijah Mitchell rushing touchdown. So they're beating the Rams 7-0 halfway through the first and the Bears up on the Packers by a field goal 3-0 early in the first. At this rate, Sam Darnold may end up starting in the San Francisco 49ers first playoff game. I mean, he is operating <laughs> right now. Look at the San Francisco offense. Yeah. Unreal. Unreal. Thank you, Monty. You're very welcome. That's awesome. Uh, I'm trying to figure Jace. out <laughs> the Rams situation. Are they locked into the sixth seed? All right. I know yeah, yeah. they they're resting. Uh, it's Matthew because they swept Carson the Seahawks. Wins. They beat yeah. the Saints. They're they're, they're locked. They in. clinched their berth. So that means unless somehow, some way, both the Cowboys and the Eagles lose on the road, the Rams are heading to Detroit. 
Mm. The Rams are heading to Detroit. <laughs> Unless. That is a fun. I know Chris Perfett, our, our resident Detroit Lion fan and blogger no. and podcaster, is, so, I mean, he is, uh, your stomach has to be doing somersaults. It, but It has to be. Yeah. This is the the funnest matchup oh, that the far. playoff yes. presents us. Yes. And I'm I'm here. For, I'm living for it. As a NFL, like, yeah, as the, the fan side of me, is like okay, you're you're fighting a team that is going to be really hot, and the Lions still don't have defensive backs who can stop these like second and thirties that they're giving up to Justin Jefferson. Now it's Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup going to do it. But as an NFL fan, as a commentator, I want this, and I want this so much more. The alternative, which is playing a third division game against the Green Bay Packers. Yes, I want those storylines. I want Matt Stafford. I want this matchup of this lion of this young Lions defense against the Rams and their offense uh, Jared Goff everything is lined up perfectly if it is Rams Lions <laughs> I, 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 have, I, have, I have good news for you so think about this the the wild card schedule next week you have two games on Saturday three on Sunday and then you have the Monday game love it if I got Rams at Detroit that's my Monday game that's my Monday game is too. that not no it? no no that's the best that's the best the playoffs has to offer which is There's good no for question. Chris because we were talking about if we were sitting here next Sunday while the Rams are playing the Lions He's a mess. Yeah. I mean, forget also, it. Also, quick side note. I'll be, under the, I'll be under the desk. Every time somebody says Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup, like in the same sentence really quick, <laughs> it sounds like like what would be my favorite or like order at a at a Hawaiian restaurant. <laughs> I'll have a Puka Nakua with a Cooper Cup. Thank you. I don't know why. <laughs> Every is, single time. I love Every that. single time. <laughs> That's is probably a tray of like, what do you got? Some chicken, uh, some fried chicken on there and mm. some. Uh, oh, the white rice with fish, the good sauce. ton of greasy. Oh. And the, and the Cooper Cup is probably full with like uh, just some just some just, just like fruit, fruit, something fruit tropical. Punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh man! <laughs> now, now I'm hungry. The breakfast burrito has been digested. You already had sushi as well. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> it was an avocado roll. It was a part of my lighter fare. <laughs> Anyways, ah, uh, I had some good food. I was in Arizona. I had some good food, dude. Az can do it. Yeah. I, here, the question is, can the Cardinals? The Cardinals can pl- kind of screw everything up here for the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, all right. Well, we already have determined the fact that our resident Eagle fan Bo is ready to fight Nick's uh, fire Nick Sirianni. Yeah, he wants him out. He wants out. He wants him out. Putting all the blame on Sirianni because for if, this. If the car- I, Cardinals I don't know if want is strong. That's strong. Why are we dismissing the Eagles, a team that made a run to the Super Bowl? I'm sorry, is Jalen Hurts still playing? He is. Yeah. Okay, I'm just wondering. I mean, he's look. I listen, he was the talk of the NFL if, even after losing the Super if Bowl. If Bo won't do it, I will. I think Jalen Hurts is probably if I'm picking an NFC quarterback, uh, regardless of how the team has looked and played this year. I'm talking about the quarterback. I I look at Jalen Hurts as one of, if not the top performer in the NFC, like a guy who I'm going to trust, like a final drive need to have a moment. I love Jalen Hurts. Also, I love the fact that you're playing with four downs offensively. All you had to do is get it close to the to the line of gain, and and Jalen Hurts gets you a first down every time because it's automatic with the bro- brotherly shove. So I I don't know, man. I I love the Eagles in the All right, So let let's let's say the Eagles end up as the five seed. They go to Tampa. They should win. Yeah. And then you're most likely playing the 49ers on the road. 
I don't. And last year, of course, I mean, look. I don't know what kind of 49er team. We talked about this earlier. They're sitting everybody today. They're going to be off next week. They're going to be three weeks removed from actually playing. The and Eagles the, will have and, a little momentum and, and, going after a playoff win. And the last time we saw them, if the Eagles do show up at their doorstep, they got their their I mean their gears ground down to pulp by the Ravens. The last time all their starters right. were on the field. So I, I don't know how well that bodes for the 49ers in the postseason. What's Brock Purdy's record as a uh, However, I will remind everyone, this yeah. is the Eagles team. That also got the breaks beat off them by the 49ers, though. Yeah, they did. So, I mean, they're, no, I they're tough to be, beat the same team twice. The 49ers. But that, that was they're a 42-19. Click- I mean, that was a walloping. All right. Coming up on the other side, I, I want your thought on this, Rich. Okay. We're going to take the Ravens and the 49ers out of the equation. Okay. Give me two different teams other than the 49ers and Ravens that will meet up in the Super Bowl. We'll have that answer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Steve Harbin and Rich Arnberger, Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. We are live from the TireRack.com studios. Well, the gang today... Doing a tremendous job, as always. Monsi. We really did it, guys. Starting the day off. We're really happy she's nursing hangovers yeah. on Sunday morning, so she brings on those yeah. you breakfast keep, burritos. I, I don't know no, what it, no, I'm fine. I don't know nah. what it is. If you're, uh, I, I mean, where I'm going to start finding the places you eat on Saturday nights and ordering you margaritas. No. Or I, Palomas or, or Daiquiri, whatever no, it is, Cosmopolitans. I legit don't do that because it's always the sugar that makes me feel kind of a little gross the next mm-hmm, day. Mm-hmm. But I went to a thing called Fork and Film, and okay. they, showed, they showed us um, Home Alone, and they fed you 
meals pertaining to the movie. It was awesome. Like they did one with Harry Potter, and yeah. they like they. Oh, I heard of it's this. It's really this is popping awesome. Up. I have yeah. a problem with that. Yeah, Why yeah. are they showing Home Alone on it was January sixth? It was a. It, it was last day. It was like that's, their holiday movie. They've that's way past the mark. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, no, it's Bo, not. It should, it should actually you. end on Christmas Day. Bo, yeah. no. Bo has been moping around here like New York. Not just a Christmas movie. What the hell is the matter with Bo today? There is always a good time to watch Home Alone and be transformed. Say like Die Hard is not just a Christmas movie. <laughs> there is always a good time to watch Home Alone and be transported to the fictional city of Chicago. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah, thank you. Exactly. Thank you. Beautiful there. Yes. Uh, well, you heard. Wish Chris. it was real. Chris is uh, reading. By the way, uh, Giants are dominating the Eagles already, three to nothing. <laughs> uh, so you're feeling good about that. And meanwhile, the Cowboys unfortunately are up seven nothing in what will be Ron Rivera's last game as Commanders mm. head coach. Well, if so, it were up to you, hang on. If it were up to you, Steve, the, the names just in the NFC East alone that you've mentioned should probably be on the chopping block. Ron Rivera, Mike McCarthy, Nick Sirianni. I know. <laughs> Turning over, and, and I'm sure after the playoffs, we're going to have Mike McCarthy add is that when he blows, when his when his Brian Dable is, is the only safe coach in the NFC Brian East. Brian Dable is the safe coach. Imagine, what, imagine starting the year, like middle of the year saying that. <laughs> this is insane. No one's safe. I know one's safe. And then there's Bo. Who, yeah. Uh, uh, AJ Brown looks like he just fumbled and he's on the ground in pain. Oh, that is not going to bode well. Well, that's that's oh, he's, oh no, that looks like a hamstring. Yeah, oh, no. that looks like uh, that's a he, knee, that's man. A knee. He's holding Looking. that. He's clutching his right knee. That is miserable. This and is always the worst time for that, these kind of things. Well, that, the I mean, injury. Dude, he is, if he is hurt, that is it for Sirianni. Not only is he hurt. I mean, he's hurt. We know that much. But he is hurt. sobbing right now. I mean, he, he knows something went really. Ro- oh yeah, he got yeah. he got tangled up in a big way there. This is a once again the MetLife turf. Oh my God, it is. Yeah, they're playing in New York. This is the MetLife turf. I don't. I don't. I mean, it. Hopefully, it's not. Serious. I hope it's I mean, not come serious on. either. Let's see, plenty of that left leg, and I, you could mm. see he sort of like jammed it. It, it kind okay. I'm not going to tell I didn't you. See a I'm weird not going to twist. I'm, this isn't a diagnosis. I'm not a doctor, but I've had an MCL tear. And I'm letting you know that's how they go. Oh when somebody lands on the outside of your knee and it puts strain on the inside ligament. Well, that's, that's a good thing you didn't like. want to alarm any Eagles fans. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't want I don't want to scare you, but his season is over. That's, that's if I exactly cr- what happened so, to me when I... Puka uh, Nakua has tied the uh, the all-time, the rookie uh It's one of the most obscure records. Bill Groman, yeah, the very I first year... I wanted to year, see if Steve knew who he yeah, tied I did. With, I, yeah. Wait, Bill what? Groman. So in the very first year of the AFL. AFL. The Houston Oilers had a rookie receiver named Bill Groman. George Blanda was throwing him passes and he had 1,473 yards receiving. When the AFL and NFL merged, all the AFL records were absorbed into the NFL. So... That is still the all-time record it was until Puka Nakua just tied the record for most receiving yards. Not Randy Moss. Not I mean, you think of all these great rookie wide receivers we had. Jamar Chase a couple years ago. This guy, Bill Groman, had held this record since 1960. Jeez. And, and by the way, he was literally like a one-year wonder. Who that was, was his it. quarterback? George Blanda. Oh, George Blanda. Oh, yeah, yeah George okay. Blanda, who had come out of retirement. You know, also, I will say this. There is another time with George Blanda, Blanda to the modern <laughs> game. George George Blanda 
he was the oldest quarterback to start a game before Tom Brady, I believe, broke his record. Right. I'm almost positive. If you look at George Bland at 40 years old and you look at Tom Brady at 40 years old. Well, here's George Bland okay, right here. Fine, they're right in George <laughs> Bland to Tom Brady because somebody I did know, I know. like the cross compare. It is going to kill you. Yeah. And, and Tom Brady looks like he's like his kid's son. And they're the same age in the look at these. <laughs> it's amazing what uh, modern science can do to preserve somebody that they didn't have back in George Bland. Well, yeah, well I, was, I thought you were talking about Blanda. He so had they, a lot someone, of plastic surgery. Someone say this is what Tom Brady would look like if he had not had. <laughs> That's how he should have looked. <laughs> uh, under the Are you George saying Blanda there's thing. a stark difference between Tom Brady and George Blanda at 40? See, there it is. That's how Tom Brady would look under normal circumstances. Sweet, sweet, sweet God. I don't know what we did for four hours, there but it we is. watched a lot of you ball. You see that right there? That's Tom Brady. He looks like Father Time in that picture. <laughs> I love it. All right. I'm asking you right now. I think he goes to my hairstylist. Who are the two teams other than the Ravens and 49ers you could see matched up in the Super Bowl? All right. I'm being perfectly honest with you here just because of their experience and how far they were able to take their teams in consecutive years or last year. Eagles Chiefs. Eagles and Chiefs. If if it ain't if if you can't have the Niners or the Ravens, Eagles Chiefs. What's what's your pick? It's the long-awaited rematch of the 1957 NFL championship game, the Lions and the Browns. Okay, all right. The Lions and the Browns. If one makes it, both will make it. Mark my words. Fonzarelli has officially jumped the shark. We have to go home. Back in the Super Bowl. This is Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 